Hello. It is Overreaction Monday, October 4th, 2021. A lot to talk about today. Okay. So I don't really have to prep much here. Just know that we cover everything. Darius Butler stops by for his weekly appearance on Overreaction Monday with a great conversation. A.J. Hawk, Taylor Heineke, quarterback of the Washington football team, all the boys, uh, we can't thank you enough. Let's get to it. Let's get into it. This is one of my favorite days of the week because everything we will say for about the next three hours and change uh, on Sirius XM Channel 82, Mad Dog Sports Radio, and at YouTube.com forward slash The uh, Pat McAfee Show is meant to be viewed as an overreaction because this is what you get to do whenever you live and die with the NFL. Whenever your team is so up and down, you don't know what's going to happen on Monday. It is completely okay and expected, especially around these parts, mm-hmm. for you to lose your mind, say things that aren't necessarily sane and then move on into Aaron Rodgers Tuesday, Wednesday, Uh then build back hope for what the weekend that is week five will be for your team today. There's a lot of things to chat about. Congrats to the Jets and Giants. Hey, the Jets and Giants, the teams in the tri-state area over there, actually in New Jersey, were completely defeated until just yesterday. Two overtime games. One, the Giants get a massive win over the Saints. What the fuck are the Saints? Good question. No clue. We don't. We don't know. Giants get a win over the Saints. Danny Dimes throws for 400 yards. Saquon Barkley seems to be back. Good for them. And then, obviously, we watch every single second of that Jets game Mm -hmm. all the way through overtime. And the issue that I had with that is not only did my super boost lose because the Tennessee Titans, who have a guy who's a freight train in the second half uh, of every game, Derrick Henry, they start throwing the fucking ball. You got no wide receivers. Just keep giving the ball to Derrick Henry for whatever reason. So our super boost loses. Okay. And then we don't even get to watch the entire Steelers-Packers first quarter because Sunday ticket, yes, I have it. And yes, my local game was the Colts getting back on track against the Dolphins. The Dolphins stink. Oh. <laughs> yes, they do. The do- Listen, I'm a Dolphins guy. I said it. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, was up there on, I was up there on Cuck Mountain down there and yeah. Dolphin fins up thing. And then I said, hey, what's, I, I appreciate the passion of the Dolphins fan base. I respect it. I did some research. Haven't won in a long time, but it did feel like, hey, here we go. B-Flow's the guy. Colts. One sprained ankle in the quarterback. Okay, Carson did not play their best game. Jonathan Taylor is an absolute stud. Paris Campbell made some plays. Michael Pittman, how you doing? Keep it moving. Naheem Hines is playing. I don't know if it was a good game by us by any means, but, I mean, we we handled the oh, yeah. Miami Dolphins. That's great news because the Colts are supposed to be a good team. But, anyways, that game ends. All of a sudden, now it's time for Packers-Steelers on the national game. CBS have Sunday ticket down there. Packers-Steelers, like 7-17 or something. Oh, it is not on this channel, actually, because it's a national game up there on CBS. But for some reason, i got to watch the Jets fucking Titans game all the way through overtime. Longest overtime of all time. They reviewed something that didn't matter. Ever again. That can't happen. Nope. Never again. Done with it. Anyways, in that game that we had to wait to see the second quarter, it didn't really matter because, I mean, the only thing we missed, I think, was the positive of the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, which was Deontay Johnson on a 45-yard thing. The Green Bay Packers seemed to be all the way back in in control. And are the Steelers dead? Are these men all the time dead? 
People are saying Ben Roethlisberger should be benched. I even saw a comparison to like, uh, no, he deserves a victory lap. They're saying like this guy deserves oh, no. one last rodeo. This guy deserves one last time around the Yellowwood 500, which was uh, delayed to today. Yeah, right the rainstorm, but he deserves one last lap. And it's like, is Ben Roethlisberger the problem? Is the scheme the problem? Fourth and four, fourth and five, throwing checkdowns behind the line of scrimmage. Is that on Ben or is that on the offense that's being called? People have to ask these questions. And then, obviously, last night after that game, Tom Brady mm. enters the stadium just the same way Adam Vinatieri did with the mass holes cheering for him. Now, Vinny did not get a Vinny chant or a Vinatieri chant. There was a Brady chant that went on for what seemed to be four or five minutes there. Yeah. Thank you, Tom. A lot of 12 jerseys out there. A lot of photos what? going on there. And I wonder, I was like, wait a minute. Wait a minute, are they? Huh. Are they going to go? Are they? Are they cheering for Tom this entire game? Yeah, That's what I started thinking. Uh -huh. yeah. And then all of a sudden, Tom comes on the field mm -hmm. for the first uh, play of the game or whatever. The booze Boom. rain down from the heavens. Tom missed a couple throws. I do believe there are some things that potentially happen in there, but ultimately, in the end, Tom Brady got a chance to do what he has done so often, especially in Foxborough, lead them on a game-winning drive, kick a field goal, take a lead. Oh, my God. Patriots still have time. What are they going to do? Nick Folk Lore, the, the Folk legend. Hell, yeah. I had no idea he still had that in his yeah. bag, baby. Hits a 56-yarder off the left upright. Oh, my God. Even if he makes that 55 seconds, two timeouts, Tom Brady getting the ball in Foxborough. Let's assume we all know how that might have uh -huh. ended. But an incredible game. Uh, let's talk about that, and then we'll dive into the rest of the week with the boys here at the toxic table at Boston Connor. I FaceTimed you a few times through that game <laughs> mm -hmm. last night. You were sweating bullets. You were stressed out. Even when the Patriots had to lead, and it seemed like they were not going to get blown out, just whether it was scheme-wise or anything else like that. Last night was tough for you. It was difficult. But I, I feel like you lost the game, but I feel like mentally you won, right? Absolutely. Yeah, okay. I oh, my so. gosh. I'm so glad it's over, first and foremost. We don't have to deal with that, hopefully, ever again. Like you just said, I was expecting a 38-10, 38-3 absolute stomping of the Patriots. That didn't happen. Mac Jones had 19 straight completions. He played very well, first primetime game. The whole storyline the entire week, too, was Tom versus Bill. The team played well. I honestly feel very good sitting at 1-3. We're the best 1-3 team in the NFL probably ever, I would say. And now we got Houston next week. But the game itself was, I mean, it was a grinder. I, I never thought at any point there was a comfortable uh, lead for either team. Even when uh, the Bucks went up, I think it was 13-7. The Pats marched right down, scored 14-13. I mean, it was a great game. I'm just glad that we kept it close. It was the best the Patriots have looked, I think. Yeah, by far. And I don't know if it's because of the heightened atmosphere. Did they let Mac do more, maybe, because they needed more, they thought? Did they leave it all out there? I... I really enjoyed watching that chess match, which yeah. was actually happening, and it felt like, you know, a lot of, hey, Tom, will you check down and will you run this thing? Will mm -hmm. you check down? Will you run this thing? Because of what they were going to allow the Tampa Bay Buccaneer offense to do. And no, Rob Gronkowski's huge. No. I mean, that is yeah. absolutely huge. And the thought, though, that you know, Antonio Brown catches that ball. Uh-huh. 
99 times out of 100. Yeah, at least. It's an, it's an incredibly difficult catch. It's an insane catch. It's an absurd catch. But that is what Antonio Brown is on a football field. Incredibly talented, insane, and absurd on the football field. That is normally the case there. But there was a couple misses by Tom. Mm-hmm. And is, was that the scheme? Was that Tom? Was there anything the like rain? that? Was it the rain? Because he's used to the rain. Now, because it rains every other day in fucking Tampa. So yeah, that, yeah. that can't really be something. It was 60 degrees, so it's not that cold. So I think the people that were trying to make something out of the weather, I'm not sure. I'm not sure Foxborough has seen rain that Tampa has seen on a regular basis yeah, no way. in Tampa down there. But I thought it was a great game. I thought uh, yeah. I'm happy that Tom got the win. You know, it probably felt pretty good, especially for the coaching staff down there in Tampa who has, you know, a lot of bruises and, and old war stories mm-hmm. up in Foxborough. If if Bill wins that one, I mean, that, that flight home is oh, miserable. very, very miserable. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and they're going to have to deal with that forever. But I thought it was a great slate of games. I enjoyed the hell out of it. Congrats to Tom Brady, who became the fourth quarterback to beat every single team in the NFL. Peyton was able to do it with Denver against us. I don't think it was the first time, by the way, though. Was it Favre? Um, Favre was able to do it with Minnesota, and he was with the Jets, so I'm not 100% sure. Drew Brees obviously beats the Chargers once he joins the Saints, and that whole thing happens. But it's unbelievable, the career, the accomplishments. And at 44, he looks, dare I say, more athletic than he's ever looked. Yeah. Yeah. like He's always been an, uh, an incredibly athletic Smooth runner. Sure. Oh, yeah. He's juked Brian Erlach. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, before he has done all these things. And it always, every time he's running, you think to himself, you think to yourself, that's a natural movement. You know, yeah. that running is very natural to him. Mm-hmm. That is what he wants to do. But with the TB12, pliability, Alex Guerrero at the house every single night, the dieting, him splitting the D and oh. picking up that mm. first down with that whole thing. Good for Tom. I can't wait to see how it goes. But I think both teams had to win that one. Now, speaking of another primetime game that we didn't get to watch much of because the Jets and Titans had the longest fucking game of all time. Mm. All time. All time. Brutal. This is going to go all 15 minutes of this overtime. All 10 minutes of this overtime. There's going to be a review, by the way. A couple of them. Take our sweet time with it. It does not fucking matter. And we... uh, Welcome to the world, McAfee. When the local game goes to overtime, this wasn't the fucking local game. Yeah. Clans. Colts Dolphins wasn't. Colts beat the fuck out of the Dolphins. Yeah. Yeah, and the Colts they didn't did. look great either. No. They did. That That's game right. ended a long time ago. That game ended a long time ago. It was quick, in and out. Yeah. Go to Miami, beat the dog shit out of Ins, and then uh, they were already back in Indy. Jets Titans still playing. Yeah. Yeah. Not able to watch that. But that once we got to see that Steelers-Packers game, we'll start with the victors, obviously. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, first time playing the Steelers in Lambeau. At Ty Schmidt, one of the Green Bay Packers owners. Uh, you have to be rather excited about what you've seen from the Packers since post, obviously, that week one drumming up. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Raj said it. It was an anomaly. It was. They probably needed that kick in the teeth to kind of reset everything and let them know, like, hey, we still, you know, new year, got to go out and prove it. But I just, I mean, the Steelers, is that that impressive of a win? You look at them. Oh, jeez. It's like, I mean, and granted, they've had a tough tough schedule so far but like big ben just looks so fat and slow oh jeez. juju like i mean there are several i mean it almost doesn't matter how good their defense is because you just know like their offense probably isn't going to be able to score more than 17 points well and think about the steelers offense and congrats to the packers getting yeah they, they play they did what they had to do I mean, it wasn't super impressive but i don't think it was ever a point in the game where it felt like they were going to lose and before we go any further i must say hey let's get this sidebar in here huh oh. Oh, oh, yeah, it's back. You see that, dude? 
It's back. <laughs> How about it? Did did I potentially forget that we ever had one of these? <laughs> and then I was called to look at a video from like a year ago, and it had it on there, and I go, need that for overreaction Monday. Yeah. Uh-huh. Need that for overreaction Monday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're back. Uh, whenever you – congrats to the Packers, by the way. Team looks good. Go win. Team looks happy. Team looks good. Defense is going to have to continue to tighten down, but they made Ben look not great at all. Now, mm-hmm. is that Ben? Is that the Packers' uh, defense? I think that's why a lot of people are potentially taking aim at Ben Roethlisberger because maybe the Packers' defense hasn't been as stellar as a lot of people would hope and maybe not as good as they will become this season. There's a long year, but the calls for Ben Roethlisberger being past the age of uh, being able to play at a high level have really started to rain down in abundance. Very, very loud. I mean, very loud. And remember, going into the season, we had heard that Ben Roethlisberger is eating healthier yeah. than Tom Brady is eating. Yeah, he decided right. to turn that whole thing around, his offseason, his body, how he wanted to treat himself. Because although there are people that are defying the test of time somehow with their uh, incredible diets, the, the workouts. I mean, Tom Brady... He eats avocado ice cream and, like, the most weird shit of all time because it has made his body be able to be at a higher level for longer. Drew Brees said uh, either two years ago or last year, I forget when it was, he said, as I get older in the NFL, obviously I know more about the game and defenses. I'm just trying to make my body hang on for as long as possible. So they start adapting and changing their ways so they can continue to uh, preserve their body at a high level because the body, if not treated to, you know, people are investing millions of dollars into their bodies to prolong their excellence. So we heard all this stuff coming out of offseason about Ben Roethlisberger. Then Ben Roethlisberger had a press conference day one. He's like, that ain't true. I didn't nah. do anything. I didn't like that. I ain't doing like I'm just saying. I might stretch a little bit more or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But you, a lot of people naturally thought, okay, if he's not doing anything to prolong his career, vastly different. Like Aaron Rodgers, I think, has probably changed a lot of things in his personal uh, life dietary wise uh, workout wise he says he squats now stops, yeah like he has done everything Tom has obviously done all these things Roethlisberger has been able to play for a long time at a high level and you always wonder like is this guy going to potentially try to go all in and take care of himself to play and he said no saying why why fix something that ain't broke is something broke over there, Diggs? Do you think, are you losing faith at old Roethlisberger? I mean, you asked for Corral. You asked for Aaron. Mm-hmm. Aaron could potentially be the mayor of Pittsburgh right now, especially after that Tomlin moment mm-hmm. with too many men on the field and everything like that. And Ben Stonium had an incredible edit for that. But is and Ben Aaron's Roethlisberger... After the game. Uh, what's that? And Aaron's comments after the game. About how much he loves Pittsburgh and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. About Tomlin, he says, it's a lot of respect. I've spent time with him, but I've, I haven't spent much time with him. But from afar... Uh, I've watched for a long time. A lot of respect for him. I just enjoy the way he he talks about his players. I've had some friends play over there, and the stories are very consistent with the kind of day-to-day coach that he is. I like his demeanor. He fits that Iron City perfectly. A lot of respect, says Aaron Rodgers. And, you know, they had a little game of cat and mouse, you know, on the field and everything he said. And you guys started calling for him already. But the... It is deafening that Ben needs to stop playing football for the Steelers thing right now. Diggs, biggest fan I know of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, you're wearing a Ben Roethlisberger shirt, I see. Yeah. Uh, your thoughts on on that whole opinion that Ben's done? Take him out into to the pasture. Uh, oh. Don't let him play uh, football anymore. Right. Seven ain't gonna make it to seven in Pittsburgh because <laughs> his body is 
deteriorating right in front of all of us. Is that all bullshit or is that real, you think? Well, this is actually all Tom Brady's fault because before Tom came along, quarterbacks at the age of 40 had zero expectations, probably like they should, and Father Time always wins. And maybe we're just seeing with that, Ben. Yesterday was disappointing because it was the worst team that we've played yet this season. So, you know, thought maybe we could get a win here. And we didn't, you know, had the blocked kick and everything like that. Hmm. Um, Oh, no, they were going to win either way. They were going to win either way, whether that happened or not. Uh, I don't know if it's Ben. It looks a lot like it is Ben. He's old, (laughs) and he can't move behind an O-line that has basically three rookies starting on it. It's a disaster right now. I don't know who I am as a human being. I don't know what I'm going to do for the rest of the season. I I don't know, Pat. Are you just going to have to ride this wave of uncertainty and certain failure? I asked asked the internet yesterday uh, for losing franchises for advice because – for the last 18 years, haven't had a losing season. So, dear, dear Lions team, fans, dear yes. Lions fans, <laughs> dear alert the bottom. Yeah, basically, I guess I just have to, you know, get my hope up and crush every single week. Uh, drink a lot. Yeah. Look what? forward to next year's draft. <laughs> Bet more, which I don't know how that's possible. What? It's just going to be tough, Pat. It's well, I want to let you know, I'm happy that the Cowboys going down with his horse. You know what I mean? It sounds like. Because yeah. a lot of people would potentially think that you'd maybe just join another team like we saw a Lions no. fan do last oh. year. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe you wouldn't. But it I is can't. a shame because you are the most optimistic Steeler fan I know on air. Okay? I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know about off air how you genuinely feel. I don't really put your feet to the fire. But on air, I feel like you have gone to bat for certain things. And we're only in week four. Hey, there's still 13 games left for every one of these football teams. <laughs> right. And I think the Steelers fans, and if Nick's eyes make you know any truth at all, uh, 13 weeks is a long time to watch this football they, team. Yeah. It's kind of what Nick just did. And I think a lot of Pittsburgh's thinking They've that. They've been 0-3 before with Ben. They've been 0-4 before with Ben and come back and obviously had winning seasons. And I can't give up on him now. Like I mean, this guy has basically been my life for 18 years. And because he's having a bad month, you know, like if my mom or dad lost their job, I wouldn't just up and leave them because they had a bad month. I can't do that. To yeah, but what wow. if they could have uh, not lost their job by working harder before they lost their Listen, job? Ben was out there not. working. He just Coach wasn't Diggs ain't Tom. that ain't Coach. You would never know because Coach Diggs, if he was told, hey, you know what, wear those bike shorts a little bit lo- uh, shorter, <laughs> That's right. a little bit tighter, wear the sleeveless a little bit better. Sure. You get two to three shades tanner, we'll keep you around or whatever. Coach Diggs would. Right to the tandem bit. Yep. So, I, I mean, that is the difference here between That's I think, easier than playing quarterback in the NFL. Well, I agree. <laughs> I agree. But I think, a lot of the, uh, I think a lot of the thought is that he openly said he did nothing different. You know, and, and the thought is you're getting older. We're all seeing you're getting older. You're coming out of a Tommy John surgery. And then him saying, I didn't do anything different. I think that was my first, like, oh, Ben doesn't give a fuck. Huh. He, must, he must feel very good about where his body is. And now the conversation is he's deteriorating. But also, he could have just had a bad month. Maybe he'll well, be. Well, right now, I, I'm worried strictly about his legacy. That's what I'm worried. I don't want an Eli situation like his last year. Like, that was, I don't want that. As long happen. as he doesn't get into a commentating booth and just. Yeah, he won't. All right. Yeah, but it is. People forgot Witten played football. Oh, right? yeah, that's right. Yeah. People, for, people forgot that Jason Witten was a very, very, very good football player. Great yeah. football player. Oh, yeah. Hall of Fame football player just because of one run on television getting a job that, 
I mean, I think Witt in hindsight would say, I shouldn't have got that job. Yeah, yeah. no way. And that's why he had to go back and play another year <laughs> of football yeah. or else everybody would have said, oh, this is that guy who did the epicum in the booth and pulled the rabbit out of his head. Listen, I stutter on television as well, so uh, there's no reason. No, to <laughs> not like that. Not like Jerry well, like, Winston. Yeah, there was no... <laughs> Jerry Winston? Yeah. Is that uh, it's a combination of Jameis and Jason Witten? And that is what both of them do. Yeah. <laughs> my trainer told my trainer my trainer told me. What did he tell? Pre- preparation. Yeah. <laughs> I love Jameis Winston. He's the best. I love Jameis Winston. I enjoy the hell out of Jason Witten as well. I just thought maybe Monday Night Football wasn't the right spot just to drop a guy that can obviously not. Yeah. Probably do that. Yeah. Yet. Little aggressive. Yeah. So I don't I don't blame Witten by the me way. Me neither. I blame the people that said. You know what? Yeah, let's win. You're going to be great. Sure, Monday Night Football, the Super Bowl every week, basically. <laughs> We're going to put you in there. So he had to go back and play. I don't think that's going to happen to Ben Roethlisberger if he has one bad season. But last year at the end, it also looked mm-hmm. bad. That's when the conversation kind of started. And nothing changed going into this one, except for there was a brand new offense. So a guy who was getting older, who looked a little bit at the end of the year last year. And then obviously there's that moment with Pouncey on the sideline. And a couple people retire that are his good friends. He's kind of the last guy at the keg at this point, even yep. though he's not at the keg anymore. Right it's a very now. different situation. Much different situation. Used mm-hmm. to be at the keg, actually, no longer at the keg. Yeah, at the so once they start doing that, and then you get a whole new offense and everything, you think to yourself, how great can they be? Pittsburgh Steelers fans thought they were going to be good, and I think there was, you know, reason to believe that because with that coaching staff down there and that defense, you're going to win games that way. But the offenses look terrible. Brand new offense, though, so yeah. we still got to remember. That. Well, and in Ben's defense, like yeah, a couple of those passes he threw to Juju in like the second half were, you know, they weren't perfect. But I feel like like winning plays, like Juju is supposed to be their number one receiver, especially if Claypool's not out. Like, and you know Ben's not going to be able to extend plays. You got to be able to make those kind of catches for him. All right, let's move along down the sidebar here. Cardinals, best team of all. All time. Ooh. This is a real question. Uh-huh. Let me tell you why I'm asking this question. Because going into this Rams at home against the Cardinals game, I legitimately thought to myself, okay, the Rams are about to dog walk this Cardinals team. Yep. And the Rams are about to cement their legacy as, yeah, maybe they will go 17-0. Maybe that defense that has obviously Aaron Donald, who's an absolute stud, but also Jalen Ramsey playing a floating position where he's a safety, he's a will, he's an outside linebacker, he's Mike on some plays, he's an absolute stud. Matthew Stafford getting an opportunity to play alongside an offensive weapon staff that he could only dream to bat whenever he was up there in Detroit. It was going to be, uh, here we go, Sean McVay kicks a quarterback out that he paid $100 million to, said, uh benched him at the end of his run even. So now is McVay get back season as well? I thought this was the Rams going to go, especially after what they did to Tom and Tampa a week ago. And then all of a sudden, this Cardinals team, as I'm watching that game, I start slowly evolving. I'm like, wait a minute, is the fucking, are the Cardinals, are the Cardinals going to go 17? Now, NFC West is going to be very difficult. Okay, I'm not just because the Rams and the Niners, but Seahawks apparently have learned how to play football and win football again. Uh They beat the... I mean, they looked very good against that Niners team. Oh, yeah. It's Trey Lance time in San Fran. By the way, Jimmy G has a calf. And uh, it seems to be going well with the Trey Lance beginning of the period there. Uh, Shanahan came out afterwards and said, that's why he was the number two quarterback. Okay? (laughs) So there were some things we saw there. He... I don't 
I mean, being a rookie quarterback is incredibly difficult because defenses are doing something that they don't ever do in a college uh, game, and you got to pick it up at such a different level and a high level, and there's a lot going on. The speed of the game, no matter how fast you are, and you're number three overall pick, and they, they trade like three first-rounders in the future for I mean, there's a lot of pressure in that whole thing. Uh, Trey Lance did not look amazing, okay, in this particular game. Now, will it be different when he's the starting quarterback whenever the game plan is for Trey Lance to be a starter? Will the game look different? And George Kittle obviously wasn't as healthy as uh, you would hope, or I guess he was potentially going to be out on oh, Thursday. Yeah. But the NFC West is a problem, okay? All the teams are good. We don't know what Trey Lance and the Niners are going to look like with Trey Lance going forward. But Russell Wilson's still there. The Rams are still the Rams. Or are they oh. after what the Cardinals did to them yesterday? This Cardinals team, if you do recall, started out. Chandler Jones had five sacks in the first fucking game. Now, Taylor Lewan was coming back from an ACL. That was his first game, really. It was a whole... That Buda Baker... Yeah. He's a fucking stud. J.J. Watt seems to be making plays over there. And then on the offensive side of the ball, Kyler Murray is running faster than everybody still. And it seems like his vision, his intensity, his emotion, his passion. And obviously at year three here, year four, his year three, I think, right? Yep. Yeah, year three. His knowledge for the game, it's probably all slowing down for him. We got a chance to chat with him in the offseason. He said, we just got to be more consistent. So I think they acknowledge that they weren't as professional as they had to be. Cliff Kingsbury seems to have a little bit more juice, a little bit more emotion, a little bit more invested. He was thrown into being an NFL head coach out of fucking nowhere. He lost to Texas Tech. He's a offensive coordinator at USC for a month. Then he's the head coach of the fucking Arizona Cardinals out of nowhere. Probably swimming in the deep end a little bit. Seems like they got it figured out, and they got a lot of talent. They got Prater kicking, Andy Lee bombing balls. They got veterans on the roster. They brought in a bunch of Pro Bowls into yeah. the roster this past offseason. The owners flying the fucking plane around the country picking up yeah. these people, saying, hey, you want to come out to the desert? Phoenix is awesome. Fifth largest city in America. I mean, that team could go. And Kyler, I think, has proven he can go. I rode quite a roller coaster of cash and emotion last year with this team betting on them. They would beat the hell out of somebody. Kyler would hit a hit a little stutter step mm. on a, a professional athlete, make them look stupid. He'd get around them. And then the next week, they'd lose to a bad team. And then the, the week following, they'd be great. It'd be close. And then they'd lose at the end. They wouldn't be able to win it. Then they'd win, blow somebody out, and they'd show the, all the highlights. I think them putting the pieces together, bringing in vets over there, Fucking awesome to watch them do what they did to the Rams yesterday. That is big dog in their division mm -hmm. right now. And uh, they weren't scared at all in that spaceship that is fucking so far. Yeah, to your point, like if you told me the Cardinals beat the Rams, I would say, okay, so DeAndre Hopkins had four touchdowns and they made it happen. But like A.J. Green had one, James Conner had two. I feel like all the pieces they brought in is why that they're going to be much more consistent because they have so many other guys that can answer the bell now. I think that veteranness is a huge deal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I, there's only things that you can learn through experience. In the things you can learn, it's not necessarily just schematics and schemes. It's also situations. Like, all right, when this happens, this happened to us. And you get either heartbroken or distraught or something happens so bad that you don't want to do it again. You know, like, hey, I don't want this shit happening <laughs> to me again. So I'm not going to fucking do whatever happened to lead to this point again. And in the NFL, there's a lot of that. There's things like that that happen where guys either jump off sides in big moments and how terrible they feel. They decide, like, okay, I'm not going to do this again. So they work on it. They change on that. But as a team growing 
and in those close games, putting your fucking foot on the throat as opposed to letting somebody back in there. Kyler coming out afterwards in a press conference. Fresh air, by the way, fresh. Mm. He comes in the press conference and he said, yeah, we just did our job. Basically, we're just winning. Like, it's not that big of a deal to go get a massive win. Now, I'm not saying Kyler is ever, you know, overly enthusiastic or emotional. Right. But he was saying all the things that you would want to hear if you were part of that you know, Red Sea over there in Phoenix that has a stadium that their grass actually walks out fucking side to get the sun and then comes right back inside. They're building it right over there. That place is fucking going right now. What's up, Nick? Further to that point, credit to them for bringing in the right veterans because you've seen both sides of the coin. You came into the league on a veteran-led team that did things the right way. You've also been part of a rebuilding team that added a bunch of high-priced veteran free agents who didn't really seem to gel so much as a team. We paid a lot of money to a lot of people, and um, there's a couple that really fit in to the culture uh, like Eric Walden yeah. we paid Eric Walden to come out of Green Bay I yep. believe and as soon as he joined our roster he took 93 by the way which is Freeney's number Freeney just left so I think that was like uh, I think a lot of people were like okay I, Whoa. Mean, I think this number probably should be retired for at least a year I mean, <laughs> at least it's fucking Dwight Freeney uh, but he was he came in and just bought in immediately and I think when you think about guys like AJ Green all I want to do is win it's all he. Yeah. All I want to do mm-hmm. is win. I don't care. JJ Watt has always been like what the the Uber team guy. So much so that he almost got into a fight with the coach for doing something. You know, like I think that is right. And that's a. It seems like a camaraderie factor was looked at as they were trying to make their decisions on who to bring in, which is fucking nice to hear. Mm-hmm. You know, old Steve Kime over there. Mm-hmm. I've heard from a lot of people. Good time. Okay. Yeah. Likes to have a good time and is also a guy. So I think he understands that like the group's chemistry is a big deal. I think those that don't understand that are probably more isolated humans, people that are more so uh, they do things by themselves. They don't fully understand the power of a group and the power of why a group is potentially powerful is because of how much they like each other and are willing to do stuff for each other as opposed to just with each other. Like I think that's a big fucking deal. So to your point, Nick, I do like that it seems like they built this thing the right way and said, uh, we're going to pay J.J. Watt an amount of money that nobody thought was possible. <laughs> yeah, nope. But we think if we get him in our defensive room, not only will he make plays, and he'll, you know, he'll be out there training in the lake with his brother right. and squatting with his high school uh, lifting coach again, mm-hmm. you know, oh, his yeah. offseason. Oh, yeah. he'll, he'll be back, too. He'll feel fresh. Phoenix air is oh, awesome. I mean, he'll fucking love it out here. But also what he potentially brings to our team is – Maybe a sense of togetherness that we haven't had for a long time. I don't know if that's what JJ's like. It seems like that's what everybody says it is, but fucking good for them, man. I did not expect them to do what they did to the Rams at all. Well, and I think you can see Kyler like is taking that next step, like I mean, right in front of our eyes because like the big knock on him last year, he talked about them being inconsistent. Like some games, you would be able to tell almost from the get go, like oh, he seems disinterested today. Like, but he was showing passion out there on the field, like fist pumping and stuff, like doing stuff that he doesn't usually do. And hey, he he's looks on, he, unbelievable. He's, he's on a gaming team that's in L.A., right? Phase yeah. Clan. Yeah, I think he's on Phase. I assume the boys from Phase were in the. I mean, there ain't no way one of it. There's no way he was going to lose in front of his boys from no, Phase Clan. Uh, yeah. That's actually a good point. You know what I mean? You got to show up for the gaming squad. Yeah. That's hey, like rule number one. Hey, you see a fucking suite right there? Are you talking about the one LeBron's in it? No, no. no Next no. up, closer than LeBron's. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking FaZe Clan, dog. 
Those are my boys. Are they dude. playing video games in the suite right no, now? No, no, no. They're focusing on their boy that they do play video games <laughs> with, beating the fuck out of the Rams here okay. right next to LeBron James. I dude. thought they were getting some practice in while also supporting their boy because you got to harness that craft at all times. Well, I do think FaZe Clan is a crew that fucking, hey, we get the job done and we work our asses. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. right. I think they are oh, a crew yeah. that they probably had a team meeting or two during there because Kyler was able to attend. You know what I mean? Probably True. do that. If I know FaZe Clan like I think I do, they will not sleep until they are the best phase clan they can be. Yeah, yeah Kyler was in the suite at halftime. Yeah, more yeah. credit to him. He's, yeah. you know, he's juggling right now, yeah. two teams. Well, I think phase clan actually said, hey, you know what, during football season, you do what you got to do. We'll phase clan for now. Oh. And then as soon as this season's over, by the way, guess what? You're phase clan. You're phase, Fa- phase up, Kyler. Phase in. Yeah, phase in. Phase in, dude. Excuse me. Hey, I'm a fucking phase clan guy, bro. Me too? Oh, Honestly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. whenever, you know... Whenever HQZ, you know, Hex comes around. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is my squad oh, right here. Bronny, too. Bronny. Come on. Let's go. Yeah, and you saw what Bronny did to his high schoolers. He was dunking on those white kids from at least the free throw line. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's, like, he's like, hey, this is what FaZe does, cuz. Uh-huh. Was Bronny at the game, too, to support Kyler? Well, he's teammate? part of the team. Yeah, of course. Yeah, he's part of the team. That's, that's probably why the LeBron... Suite was where right. I was. Face wow. Clan said, "Hey, where's your dad's suite? We'll get one a little bit closer, but in the area, so you can attend the team meeting." Oh. Hey, Face Clan, don't fuck around, dude. Hey, this is our squad right yeah. here. Let's go, Face. Hey, let's go, Face. Whoop whoop. How did Face Clan grow from a Call of Duty start with his modern truism? Athletes want to trick shot feed a lifestyle power brand oh, be yeah. gamers and oh, so that's yeah, 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 yeah. Top of I did, yeah. yeah, that's on me. I did that too. Yeah. Anyways, phase, phase, Anyways, yeah, Kyler fucking bowled out in front of Phase Clan, dude. Uh-huh. We all knew that. But if if this team continues to play to what their potential is, which is exactly what they're doing, and we have no reason to believe that they won't, right? Yeah. I think at this point we can say, hey, this team seems to be a team that is ready for the moment. This seems like a team that is ready to be a great team. This feels like a team that is ready to break through and break out. They're going to have to in that NFC West, though. That place is filled with problems, and they took out one of the big, bad wolves in their own home just yesterday. Yeah, exactly, though. Don't you think to a certain extent that the inevitability of them, just that whole division kind of just chewing each other apart, that by the end of it, you know, when they're going into the playoffs, they're just going to be so worn down? Uh, I would assume that there's a chance that you could get cannibalized. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, there's going to be a lot of who should – like Seahawks – they remembered how to win football games again. Yep. Yeah. That was really cool to watch, actually. I enjoyed watching the Seahawks remember how to play football again. And then on the flip side, hate seeing Jimmy G get hurt again. This is exactly why the Niners drafted a quarterback at number three overall and why they traded up in there. John Lynch and Shanahan both echoed the sentiments very loudly a few different times during the entire draft process after they got uh, the trade up to the number three overall pick. They said, listen, our team's good. Okay, where our team's good when Jimmy's playing, we win games. But then two out of the three years that Jimmy's been here, he gets hurt and we stink. So we have to get a quarterback for that. This is exactly why they traded up to number three overall, because when Jimmy got hurt, they had needed a player to come in. And although they had C.J. Beathard and a couple mm-hmm. others, they wanted a guy to fill in there. Trey Lance was the guy they went with. Now he's up in there. What will that team look like? They might be a very different team. Jimmy G, not that mobile, right? I don't think he's that mobile of a guy. Athletic enough, can move. Yeah. Trey Lance is a runner. He's a, he's a guy that can yeah. absolutely move. Are they going to treat this like Lamar Jackson with Baltimore? Is this going to be a three tight end? We're going to run the rock a lot? 
and then we'll open it up maybe with some of our more tight ends. I saw Debo Samuel get loose wide mm -hmm. open on the mm -hmm. sideline. Trey did not hit him really that no, well. I mean, no. that was he, – he somehow was – Wider open than any human I've ever Correct. seen in my yeah. entire life. And that is, I guess, what people say about Shanahan's offense. So who knows what that team will become. And the Rams are going to bounce back, we assume, because they got a lot of vets over there. And I don't know if they expected yesterday to go the way it did or not, but that NFC West is a problem. Or but it's it, could, nice. it could help. It can battle test you and prepare you for the playoffs. It could go the other way. Yeah, I guess so. But then you're inevitably going to have to run into somebody in the NFC West anyway. Like, there's a chance three of them might make it, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially with 17-game season now changing some mm -hmm. stuff there. It's fun to watch. It's, uh, that 4 o'clock slate is going to be electrifying all year. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah all year, it's going to be a lot of that. Now, there was a lot of blowouts yesterday in the 1 o'clock games. So yeah, there were. I mean, the only games that really were close were the games that we said, oh, that game, it doesn't matter. Well, we were promised fireworks and the Browns and the Vikings. That was maybe the most boring football game of all time. The fans going to kick a fucking field goal. Jesus. Yeah, Christ. that is what is what is going on with that? Because we started pointing it out a little bit earlier because I think the Colts are the big anti-field goal squad, but analytics as a whole is anti-field goal. I mean, people are coming after Bill Belichick right now for attempting that 56-yarder that hit the upright, by the way, was good. For 99% of that kick yep. and then hit the upright from 56 with 55 seconds left, um, people are going after Belichick for kicking that field goal there. And analytics seem to be going after field goals a lot these days because, you know, the upside is uh, six points, mm -hmm. which is double the amount of points, which makes a lot of sense. But do those analytics account for who's where and stats of that particular game being added into it? Do they have like an, an X factor that they can drop in there? Like uh, we only picked up one third down basically all day or two third downs all day, which is exactly – there were two and nine. The Patriots yep. were two and nine on third down or whatever. Now on fourth and whatever, you're expected to just go for this even though you are in the kicker's range. And what if that goes in then obviously, right? The stats aren't – they don't say anything, right? Yeah, doesn't the mean stats say absolutely not. Then they're just a part of accruing data that make is yeah we'll we'll adjust our our models accordingly it just seems like these stats are very hindsighty seems like which is what stats yeah right actually have to be yeah so i i don't know how much i love it but stats seem to hate the field goal for whatever reason it just sounds like that is the the kind of the new fad in the uh stats world and I guess if it's going to win you games, it's cool. But I've seen it just lose people. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and people assuming that the Patriots win the game if he makes that kick. I mean, you mentioned earlier, you're probably going to watch Brady go down and kick a field goal with 50 seconds left and two timeouts. But you know who should kick field goals every time they get first and goal? The Detroit yes. Lions, because they have no clue what this, they're doing. This was awesome to watch. <laughs> Absolutely oh, awesome yeah. to watch. Just because watching the Lions is fun. Yeah. You know, yeah. Because we have. It's great. Evan Fox in the goddamn thing. And now Goff almost won for three hunch. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, almost won for three hunch. He, he was throwing the ball around, and they're playing against a Bears team that averaged one yard per play a yeah. week before. Different play calling. So is this, yeah, Bill Lazor obviously yep, coming in. Hey, and yeah. by the way, trust the Laser, laser in Chicago, but also remember that Laser is getting a lot of direction from uh, Matt Nagy. That's it's right. Playing. What? Yeah, yeah. I'm happy as a head coach that we all had to come together, obviously, for this plan. And I basically told him what to call and to call, how to call. Although he did the final relay of the call yeah. there. But the Bears look much different. Justin yeah. Fields look very good. Crazy that that is the same roster that it was just a week ago or two weeks ago, just under new uh, guide uh, Coxman. No. Mm. 
Who's, yeah, uh, yeah Coxman's the guy in the crew that's and, leading the yeah, thing. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. calling out the direction. Okay, so a brand new Coxman uh-huh. uh, for the Chicago Big Bears offense in Bill Cox Lazor. Lee. It's crazy. They looked vastly different. Yeah. I mean, a very different team. But with that being said, one in, and Nagy said that Andy Dalton's still a starter. Oh yeah, of course. Okay. Oh yeah. If he's healthy, he's still the starter mm-hmm. or whatever. Get yeah, well. And you know, I think a lot of people are saying like, let's ask Laser maybe. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, let's let's ask Laser if <laughs> let's ask Laser if Andy Dalton's still the starter if he's healthy. I mean, we understand what you're saying, and you'll probably guide him into thinking what he's thinking. But let's ask old Bill what he's thinking. He's been here last year when he does look bad. Yesterday they looked very good. Is that because the Lions couldn't prepare for Laser's uh, mentality or idea, or is that because Laser is just maybe that much better at calling plays and making Justin Fields look a lot better? Or is Justin Fields a little bit more comfortable week two? You know, maybe he has to prove some shit too after a bad week one. We will continue to evaluate the Chicago Bears, which once again, they did risk some of their future to get Justin Fields. And we have no idea if their coaching staff or their front office is going to be around next year. I mean, quite a dysfunctional situation. But if you win, who gives a fuck? If you lose, which seems to be what the Lions do all the time, people are going to pick apart everything. Like, for instance, uh, the first time you guys were in two goal, first and goal, you actually snapped it off of Goff's nuts. Mm. Yeah. Right to, intercepted right to the D tackle. Yeah, it should be an interception. It's That's, a fumble yeah. recovery, but that ball never touched the ground. No. It, it went... I think the center thought it was he was under center. Yeah. And then he remembered halfway through, so he pinched it off problem. of his taint, yeah. and he was trying to shotgun it right off of Goff's dick, yeah. basically. And Boom. then D-Lyman, bang, let me give that thing. And then all of a sudden, Lions scored no points. Have you ever seen anything like that? Never. In Never. A, not live. No way. Not live in the NFL. I think I seen it in the fan football crazy. That's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looked like a scene out of a movie. It did. It looked like it was basketball when they were mocking the celebrations <laughs> yeah. at the beginning of basketball. Mm-hmm. Like, this is what other sports do. This isn't what we do. I mean, it looked... It was classic... Um, what uh, folly, folly? Yeah, football, Fo- folly. Football, folly. Football, folly. Yeah. Yeah. Like if this was if this was old school days where they had those folly shows with the noise, right? <laughs> Like, yeah, the Lions, every time they got a to-goal situation yesterday, would have been the top three of those things. Mm-hmm. Strip sack, fumble, everything, turnover on downs. I mean, it was just somehow, some way, they were going to fuck it up differently. And I'm, I'm in no room to talk with the Colts. We've done it gracefully better than anybody. You guys just so had to happen to do it in a much more comedic, we suck at football fashion. Yeah, right. And uh, it seems like that's kind of the Lions. MCDC's got those boys fighting. Does, I yeah. love MCDC. But yeah. what I love more about the Lions is I couldn't watch that game yesterday because I was in a wedding. I didn't have to, though. They did what the Lions do every single week, and it was awesome to just check my phone and see it and go, same old Lions. Let's, yeah. let's let it be known. Okay, let's let it be very clear here. 21 points were left on the board by the Detroit. Oh, yeah. So that would have been 35-24, Lions first win. MCDC, by the way, bro, I'll tell you what, man. Fucking the killed him, fuck dude. are we doing out here, man? But instead, 24-14, lose by 10 to the Bears. Oh, and that is just tough. Congrats to the Chicago Bears. Hey, the Bears, Justin Fields looks good. Also, that defense taking advantage of situations. Like, for instance, the Lions are going to lie in uh-huh. at some point here. Yes. We just got to lie in wait <laughs> and wait for the Lions to lie in. And that's exactly what they did when it got to goal. Yeah, David yeah. Montgomery, though. Yeah, get better now. And Bears fans, don't get used to that, all right? That won't happen next week. The Lions are just the Lions. It's just very clear. <laughs> oh, well, he had victory stakes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Justin Fields, great game. Proud of you, pal. But all right, I'm let's get to a break. Uh, we covered a lot of the shit. We still got to talk about the Chiefs beating down the Philadelphia Eagles and Andy 
Reid becoming the first coach to win 100 games mm-hmm. in two different franchises. Just so happens to happen in Philly. Wild. That's amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady breaks the passing record. Terrible celebration. Of course, New England's going to disrespect him like that. Disrespect him. We the were supposed word. to do a whole thing. Brady called a timeout to celebrate it himself. Well, no, he did not. He called a timeout because the refs were moving the spot yeah, of the ball three different times. Yeah, they're giving it to him. No, that, they didn't give it to him. They took it away from him at first, and then they moved it to a tie, and then they moved <laughs> it yet again to the other one. I think Tom was like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> timeout. And then all of a sudden, we come back from a commercial break, and Tom's picture's up there, and it's a congrats. It's yeah. like, well, of course the Patriots didn't want to celebrate Tom Brady. No, Classic. we did. They did. They put the whole thing up there. They just didn't want to have to deal with Drew Brees coming out and yeah. making it about himself and patting Brady on the back and shaking his hand. I well, think Drew was in the ref's ear. Like, why don't you move that back? Yeah. Uh, tied, at least. Yeah. Hey, time out, everybody. Let me, let me uh, say hi to Brady real quick. Very fascinating how Drew was talking about that, by the way, because he said in the last three years, we've become friends. <laughs> that means... I assume they did not like each other. Yeah. Probably not. Last three years we come friends. He said it like a few times. Yeah. I was like, all right. What happened before the last three years, though? Mm. You guys hate each other. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe Brady's kids were punking his kids. I don't know. Ah, I don't know. Those kids are all going to be very good at whatever they decide to be good <laughs> yeah. at. Yeah. Let's just assume that. Drew Brees' kid was on uh, the fucking stadium at the Super Bowl. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah right. Having the time of his life. Yeah. Good for that kid, dude. Now that the world's opening back up, so many new thrills are on the horizon. Okay. And whether you've been in a relationship for years or just getting started, we're excited to get back out there and meet new people. Hell yeah. When the moment comes, it's not come too quick. Oh, (laughs) here we go. That is not what they had in their copy. Okay. <laughs> they should. That was, I think they're going in a different direction. So let's go back a sentence or two. Okay. Okay. When you, when the moment comes, you want to be ready. Hell That's yeah. true. Yeah. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for erectile dysfunction, Ooh. all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Once you take care of that, though, you get the Roman swipes. And guess what? Ha! Huh. Last a long time. Bangin' up, bangin' up, bangin' up. Yeah, it's Pete Alonzo at the all <laughs> yes. at the home run derby. That's Boom. right. Dingers. Down time. Bingo. Dave Population you, dude. Hell yeah. Roman ready equals confidence. The confidence that you know you can rise to the occasion in the moment. We're looking at the Summer of Love 2021 version, and Roman wants to make sure you can participate in your way. Whether that be as a single person or a couple who would still rather stay in with each other, a U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you for free with two-day shipping. Okay. That's huge. Free? The shipping's free. Wow. I believe. Not the... Not the yeah, medication. Free no. two-day shipping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, go to getroman.com slash McAfee today, and if you're prescribed, you can get 50% off your first month of ED treatment. Okay. Cool. That's G-E-T-R-O-M-A-N.com slash M-C-A-F-E-E. And if you're prescribed, you can get 50% off your first month of erectile dysfunction treatment. Make sure you're ready to have confidence and control this summer. Roman ready. Joining us now, ladies and gentlemen, starting quarterback for the Washington football team. Once played in the XFL. Also at Old Dominion. Went undrafted in 2015. Now he's leading NFL teams into Atlanta and getting wins. Ladies and gentlemen, Taylor Heineken. Yeah! Let's go, dude. How you doing? 
Good. How are you guys doing? Hey, all fucking hell is breaking loose around your building. Keep your eyes peeled, all right? Just stay in the football side of things, Taylor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't say anything. Don't say anything. Yeah, yeah smart. <laughs> smart, Taylor. Don't say anything. Um, obviously, you have nothing to do with anything that's going on in the outside world around the Washington football team, but I would like to chat about your journey here. I would assume last year, after how you played against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in playoffs, you were introduced to the world, by the way. I think we all learned of you quickly. Loved your style of play. Going into the offseason, you get re-signed. You get a couple-year deal for the Washington football team. I don't know if you thought, like, hey, this is my team going forward or whatnot. They bring in Fitzmagic, who seems like the perfect almost mentor for you. He gets hurt early. Now it's your team. How has this been mentally for your time here with Washington? Have you been able to ride the roller coaster? Are you excited? Do you feel prepared? Has it been as expected or no way? Yeah, this last year has been insane, you know, going from taking classes at ODU and thinking I'm not going to play football ever again to starting against Tom Brady in the playoffs. And and here I am starting for the Washington football team uh, after Fitz goes down week one. So, uh, Fitz, has, Fitz has been around the facility. He's done a great job of getting me prepared every week. Um, you know, that's just credit to him and, and the you know character that he has. Um, so he, he's helped me out a lot. And, and again, you know, we have a lot of dudes at receiver and, and, and running back. And that offensive line, I tell you what, they, they've played their ass off the last four weeks. So, um, you know, it, it's a collective effort. But, uh, you know, hopefully we can get this thing, this ball rolling. Hey, speaking of weapons, Terry McLaurin, like, how good is that guy? And what, what does he do that, that separates him from other receivers? Yeah, they call him Scary Terry for a reason. And, uh, you know, when you watch him run routes, uh, they're, they're crisp, he's fast. And that when the ball's in his hands, he makes special things happen. So, um, you know, with the addition of Curtis Samuel, you know, we got Logan Thomas out there. And uh, you got Hump at, at the F. So, you got a lot of dudes out there. And, uh, you know, when you, see, when you see Scary Terry out there one-on-one, uh, you want to give him a shot. Yeah, you scrambled for your life and then threw one up as a fuck it, Terry's down there somewhere type feeling or play. It is. Watching you is electrifying. It is, you are awesome to watch. And you said Fitz has done a great job around there. Did you hear the comparisons of you to Fitz? Uh, obviously, whenever Fitz was brought in, did you take that as a, a shot? Or did you say like, yeah, this guy is pretty similar to my style of play. You guys both seem to be incredibly intelligent. The grit seems to be insane. And obviously, your story is one that you're going to have to continue to earn people's respect just like Fitz magic I assume you two are almost like a perfect pairing and I don't know if Ron did that on purpose or not yeah I don't take that as a shot at all uh the guy's been in the league for what 15 16 years for a reason so uh you know hell if, if, if I can do that that would be great as well and uh you know I grew up watching Brett Favre so uh you know watching him do the things out on the field for a number of years I was a Green Bay Packer fan so I was watching him every oh, weekend yeah. and um you know when I when I was watching him you know, he's the reason I fell in love with the game of football so you know, I, I try to be like him, and you kind of see out there on the field. Oh, that's awesome to hear. Go ahead, Ty. Taylor, have you had the opportunity to, like, take a step back and realize, like, holy shit, I was a backup quarterback in the the XFL last year, and then I'm starting a playoff game, and now I'm a starter. Like, are you locked in on what you're doing right now? Have you had an opportunity to just kind of look back and be like, holy shit, I really have come this far in this short amount of time? Yeah, I think I took that time uh, this offseason after the Tampa game, um, maybe a couple weeks to, to really kind of let everything soak in and uh, kind of be proud of myself for, for, you know, being resilient and, uh, you know, keep going at it. So, again, you know, I don't know if you guys seen the story, but I was living on my sister's couch and, you know, they were pushing me. My, my brother-in-law was throwing a 50-pound vest on me every morning, walking the dogs five miles. So, uh, you know, kudos to those guys. They, they, they really kept on pushing me when, 
when I was down deep. Yeah, did you grow up in Georgia? Was your sister and brother-in-law in Georgia where you're living on the couch and they got a chance to see the game obviously yesterday and we saw you get emotional in the post-game or presser or whatever. That's whenever, you know, because you're not just a Madden character. You know, you're not just a rating. There's a, there's a human moment that happens there and I'm happy you got a chance to kind of take it all in yesterday. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I'm from Georgia and uh, I bought a house down there so we all live within 15 minutes of each other. And uh, it was it was a really cool weekend. So my sister had her first baby about a week before training camp started, but and I wasn't there for that. So I finally got to meet my little my little nephew uh, Saturday night, and then uh, my mom decided to take care of the baby so my sister and, and brother in law can come to the game and then get out of the house a little bit. So it was cool, you know. Obviously, the ending there was awesome for them to see, for them to experience, and uh, you know, again, it was just it was a special moment there. Hey, look at you! Yeah. <laughs> You guys have a couple uh, Bud Lights last what? night, what? You see it right there? Yeah, <laughs> I did. I saw it immediately. I thought, wow, this guy is a fucking legend, dude, wearing a Bud Light hat onto this thing. You only drink Bud Light? Bud Light's your uh, go-to, your drink of choice? Uh, and now it is. Um, it was cool. I, I, I come to the facility this morning, and I have you know about four or five packages from them. I, I start opening them up, about six, 12 packs. Woo! A big Bud Light cooler full of merch. So, what? Uh, nice old victory Monday. Monday uh, present there. Hey, this is what it's like to be a starting quarterback in the fucking NFL, dude. Look at this. Bud Light's just sending him a bunch of stuff. What a luck. Hey, look at you, guys. Let's go. Good for you. A little better than the XFL days. When you win, you get a little seltzer. But, you know, here we go. Got about (laughs) 60 Bud Lights to share with the guys. What XFL team were you on? I was on the St. Louis Battlehawks. Hey, St. Louis. That fan base was insane over there. Who was the starter? The starter was Jordan. Tom. Tom. Jordan Tom. 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 He was a stud. He was almost like going to be – that team was loaded, I feel like you guys had. And then whenever that league stops, did you immediately sign? Is that whenever you thought about potentially having to hang it up forever? Or is it? did your transition to the NFL take some time there? Yeah, so, you know, that – the XFL kind of called it quits, you know, with COVID, and then uh, success. Thing, I, by the way, success. I think it should be it remembered that it was a success, and then COVID kind of killed it. I think that should exactly. be exactly. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So then, uh, my my first thing was, hey, I, I think I want to get into coaching. So I called Coach Scott Turner here because uh, of the, our history in Minnesota and Carolina, and uh, I said, hey, uh, you guys got a an open coaching spot. And he said, well, first things first, you got to get your degree, and just don't retire just yet. You know, with COVID uh. happening, you just never know what's going to happen. So. You know, from there I went home, started training, and, you know, I hate to say it, but, you know, in the NFL you kind of hope for injuries and uh, some some weird things to happen. And, you know, sure enough, you know, Denver, that, that week, they had no quarterbacks that could play and had a receiver playing. They brought me up to be emergency COVID quarterback. A couple things happened here and there. Alex Smith gets hurt, and they throw me in. So, uh, again, it's been a it's been a wild year. Man, you're awesome. Enjoy the hell out of those twelve packs, pal. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, Taylor. For uh, this off season, how much different was it for you? Because you got the ex- the two year extension, and then you kind of knew you were going to be on the football team going forward. So, like, how much different was this off season compared to previous ones where you didn't really know what your future was? Yeah, it was a lot different. Uh, you know, obviously in years past, I feel like I just had one foot in, one foot out, and I'm just clawing my way to either make practice squad or the team. And uh, this year, finally, I kind of get, you know, a little bit of a signing bonus, some guaranteed money. And I finally felt like I had two feet in the door. Not to say that I was comfortable, but um, a lot less stress going into, you know, OTAs and training camp. So uh, a big weight was lifting off my shoulders for sure. Hey, we know you, you seem like you're an absolute leader out there and you have a lot of confidence in yourself. Did you know, like, 
eventually, whenever you did get your opportunity in the NFL, did you know that it would go this well? Like, did you have that self belief? Yeah, I know. I, I I always know I can play the game. I I, I had that confidence in myself, but you know, it's gonna kind of sound kind of corny, but you know, when you lay in bed at night and you're re- getting ready to go to sleep, I you just close your eyes and you envision success. Um, you know, if I if I have this opportunity, how's it gonna go? And I envision myself throwing touchdowns to to guys, leading the guys down the field, and you know, being put in that two-minute situation where you go win the game for the guys. So, um, you know, that's happened twice this year. And, you know, hopefully we can we can have a game here or there where we're up by 20 and we don't have to really rely on that. <laughs> yeah, well, don't – I mean, every game I was part of, it felt like a cardiac arrest situation. I couldn't even fathom what it is at quarterback. Did you just – did you kill everybody at Old Dominion? You had to have, especially after watching you now. You just had – did you guys win by 50 every single game? And how did you get overlooked so much, you think? Yeah, you know, I think I got overlooked just because of my size. Um, oh, you're you know, short being, guy. Yeah, 5'11", 6 foot. Oh, uh, is it 5'11", or 6 foot? Is it 5'11"? Because as soon as they announce 5'1", that is not great, right? Especially a quarterback position. Well, I tell the ladies I'm 6'1", so, you know. Smart. Put those uh-huh. boots on. Put those <laughs> boots on. Yeah, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, but, you know, going back to Old Dominion, um, you know, we, we ran that hurry-up old-school Oregon offense where – you know, we spread them out. We had 10 personnel. We spread them out, a bunch of dudes out there, and we're just dinking and diming them. And then we had some fast guys out there that would run past some people. So I was throwing the ball 50 times a game, and we were scoring 50, 60 points a game. So um, it was a lot of fun there. We broke a lot of records. But, again, you know, NFL is a different game. Absolutely. Diggs, go ahead. Uh, Taylor, we talked a little bit about Alex Smith. What did you learn from Alex last year, and, and what was it like seeing him come back from the injury and, you know, finally getting to play again? Yeah, so I knew – I knew of his injury. Um, I knew it was pretty bad. But when I, I when I first got here, I went into the training room. And I saw him getting treatment on it, and I saw his leg with no sleeve on it. And I, it looked like a damn shark bite. Uh, it, it was it was nasty looking. And uh, so the way he approached every day, whether it was film treatment on the field, um, helping guys that he didn't have to help, uh, he was just a true professional. So uh, you know, I, I, throughout the years, I've taken a lot things from different quarterbacks i've been with but alex was a was a, was a cornerstone for sure and uh, of who i am today uh how do you feel about ron rivera this is the last question by the way we can't thank you enough for joining us i assume life is hectic as a starting quarterback in the nfl especially after a big win uh we appreciate your time ron rivera though he's one of like it feels like a staple over there he's helping guide the future of the washington football team you know last year there was a lot of question it seemed like there was controversy around every single bend ron rivera just seems like this consistent character even after beating cancer and going through that entire thing what is your relationship like with him and it seems like he has never wavered he's always the same exact person on the sideline it looks like whether you guys are up or down you just throw a pick you get back in it like he seems to be one of the most consistent people of all time what is your relationship like with him yeah, it's growing every week. Um, again, it goes back to 2018 when I was with Carolina backing up Cam. But, you know, throughout the years, he, he does a great job of letting people be who they are. Um, and, and, you know, he just cares about when you're at the facility, you're focusing up, and it's all about football. And these guys really gravitated towards him. And, you know, obviously that whole cancer thing last year, of uh, him grinding through that, um, seeing him, you know, continue to come to practice and, and grind through it, um, and that gives people like no, you know, no excuse to go out there and, and not give it your all. So it, it's huge for us. He's a huge cornerstone for us, and um, you know, he's a great coach. 
All right, man. We can't thank you enough for your time. Good luck with your Bud Light. Good luck with your season. Congrats on the success. You deserve it, pal, even though you're only five foot eight or whatever. We appreciate you so much, man. Appreciate you guys. No, thank you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, Taylor Heineke. Thank yeah! you. We're not talking about it anymore. Welcome back. We're not talking about it anymore. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. You know. You do know. There was a, I don't know what goes on like during the breaks over there. You could probably do. guess. There was yeah. a spirited conversation You can put your finger on it. About two of them. <laughs> two of them. <laughs> we, uh, we decided we weren't going to talk about it anymore because, honestly, that's a sad situation. Joining us now is a man who played in the NFL for nine years in the secondary corner. Safety, nickel, everything. Right. Hosted a man-to-man podcast and everything DB. FanDuel's own, ladies and gentlemen, Darius Butler. Yeah! 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 What's up, fella? What did I miss with the two fingers, man? What did I miss? Uh, oh, there's an alternate angle out of the bar in Columbus, Ohio. There's a, there's a alternate angle. I mean, hey, we talked we talked about old Herb on this show before that hire was before it happened. But uh, we won't get into it. We won't get into it. That's okay. AJ's guy. Well, we're not talking about it anymore. We decided during the break we won't talk about it anymore unless you have any more information. <laughs> the uh, it was announced this morning by a, a reporter asking the question to Urban Meyer. Uh, did you? So it came out through the question basically that Urban did not fly back with the team on Thursday night. The head coach. That was wow. <laughs> why? That's what I said. Like that was pretty alarming to hear that that happened. The head coach, and I think had that's to see the grandkids. Yeah, had to see the grandkids. Obviously, <laughs> had to hang out, had to stick around. the 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 whole The whole thought of the Urban Meyer experience right now is probably a nightmare for him. If you had to imagine, huh, Darius? Yeah, man. I mean, you know, it's different. It's different. You get away with a lot of uh, being a college coach. It's a little different on the NFL stage. But, you know, he's enjoying himself. I mean, you know, I won't I won't judge his personal life. I'll just, you know, judge his Sundays. Well, the Sundays are bad, too, and the Thursdays weren't great. And then it, ter- it turns <laughs> uh-huh. out some of the decisions. Thursday was good for about 59 minutes. You're right. Team looked better. It, actually, whenever we watched them play since, I think we all said on Thursday, oh, this team isn't going to go completely defeated. And then we hear... <laughs> Never mind. Let's talk about some other shit. Uh, going around the NFL, Trayvon Diggs, is he the greatest player of all time? Does he have a magnet <laughs> attached to him? How is he getting so many turnovers? Is this something that happens where they come in bunches, or is he just flying around making plays for the Dallas Cowboys that beat the hell out of the Carolina Panthers yesterday? Yeah, you, you've heard that. It, 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 they come in bunches, and he's he's one of those guys who's always around the ball. Um, he went into Alabama, I believe. I know he's a returner and a wide receiver, so he has the ball skills. And he's confident, man. He's confident because some of them are, are zone coverage, but it's tough to get interceptions and man-to-man coverage in the NFL. And he's doing it. He's anticipating things. Um, he's really believing his eyes and trusting himself and making some uh, some great plays, man. Hey, D, but last night in, in the Bucks game, when you see, you see Richard Sherman, first off, he signs on Wednesday. He oh. starts Sunday night in a giant game. First off, how difficult would that be? And I'm sure you noticed it. You see, like, when Max started throwing – his direction you see mcdaniels too like they start motioning down these little two-man stacks and making those yeah. you know you got to have these in and out reads and everything and sherman he can't really pick right guess right because he hasn't been working with these guys he's not exactly sure how they're going to play off everything like how tough is that what he was able to do i guess i mean that's that's really really tough to do because i don't care how great a shape you're in man it's not like playing you know actual football so to get out there um think he signed on wednesday and to get out there and play a Sunday night game and playing corner at that, like that, that's incredible. Not only from the physical standpoint, you know, being able to go, uh, you know, the whole ride 60 minutes, 
but actually the mental, you know, being able to communicate, knowing the calls. I know, you know, the safeties and the coaches probably had to do a little extra communication to him. But that's tough, man. Sherman's uh, one of his things about him. He's been a super, super smart player his whole career. The thing about me was would he be able to survive the whole game? And he did, even uh, even though Mac Jones, you know, kind of targeted him. They put that red dot on him for a while. I think he pretty much held his own. Got a turnover, you know, jumped on a fumble. Uh, so it, that was that was very impressive uh, performance by Sherm just to be able to get through that uh, through that whole game. We talked about last week. We cannot judge Richard Sherman on what he does in this game because he he literally even came out last week and was like, "I don't really, I should not be out there. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I should not be out there right now." And Ba's like. Hey, we ain't got nobody else, baby. Get your fucking ass. <laughs> we literally have nobody else. They got somebody hurt again. I think Davis the third got hurt again last yeah. night. I mean, yeah. they are thin in the secondary. How can you change if you're that thin in the secondary? What do you got? You got to ramp up exotics and pressures, or do you try to protect that? What do you think is the best way? Whenever you got a very young and very it would like maybe fourth stringers out there in the secondary, how do you hide that? Is it even possible? Yeah, the last thing you could do. Is, is ramp up those pressures. You really got to lean on that that front four to get after. And Vita Vea is an absolute monster. Yeah. Like he's getting he's getting guys free to the rusher. He's you know creating penetration uh, every pass and snap is seen. Um, so that's that's you really got to lean on that front four because on the secondary you got to keep you know two safeties back as much as possible because you don't want to leave those guys on an island. You know they got um, our former teammate Pierre Desir back there. Oh, um, they got Sherm who just came in and then a bunch of Crockwell is in the slot. So they literally lost their top. I think three corners to start the season. So it's tough on them, but uh, Todd Bowles, they've been adjusting and doing enough to win. It was an ugly game last night, and uh, Mac Jones got hot. He hit like 19 uh, completions in a row, which is super, super impressive for any quarterback, but especially a rookie quarterback. So um, I think they'll figure it out. And uh, Tom, you know, week in and week out, he's going to put up, you know, 30 points. Um, obviously, it was ugly last night, but he'll put up 30-plus points. So the defense just kind of got to bend and don't break. Another primetime game yesterday, uh Cardinals Rams the Kyler Murray led Cardinals for the last couple of years seemed to be inconsistent you know seem they were mm -hmm. up some days they were down some days there was moments of like oh this team can go win this whole damn thing this past offseason they invest they get older at some positions obviously everybody's making plays the Cardinals seem to be the squad right now. Now, what have you done for me lately? They just went into L.A. and beat the Rams, which was everybody's square. Like, hey, after the Rams beat the Bucks, this team's yep. going to go. What are your thoughts on the Cardinals, and can they maintain this thing? Buda Baker, flying. Chandler Jones, flying. That defense, is, is Simmons seems to be doing his thing. Can they maintain this level that they're at right now? They're going to have to, I guess, in the NFC West. I think so, man. Uh, Vance Joseph has been doing a great job uh, with that defense, you know, putting the players in, in positions that they could be aggressive, and they're making plays. I think, honestly, a lot of their success this season, if you, even if you go back to week one, it started with their defense. And um, Kyler Murray, is obviously, he's taking that step. I think a lot of people expect him, you know, to take that step last year. You know, we're kind of impatient with the quarterbacks, but he's definitely taking that step this year. Um, it's to the point where you watch the Cardinals play on offense and – you know, you rarely see like a negative play, you know, and you see that with a lot of the great quarterbacks. They continually get positive plays and with him. It can be his arms or his legs. He's damn near uh, impossible to stop when he runs the ball. He barely gets hit. He's usually even sliding or running out of bounds when he does run. And then uh, throwing the ball, he can, he can uh, hurt you. And he's tough as a DB, especially for your safety. You can barely see that dude behind that offensive line. <laughs> so when the ball does come out, it's just it just comes out like a rocket. And he, he's a special, special athlete. You see why he was the first player ever drafted, you know, first round in baseball or in Top football. 10. Like, it, it, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, there was a couple like video game like throws that he mm -hmm. threw like over the linebacker 
in front of the safety, that end zone, it looked literally like a a video game, the shot of, of the whole thing. He's unbelievable to watch. Every week, man. Ty, go ahead. Debo, yesterday in the uh, Packers-Steelers game, Jair Alexander had like an AC joint sprain. Have you ever dealt with anything like that? It seems like that's the kind of thing where guys get it and then it just lingers for the rest of the season and they miss a lot of time. Uh, do you have any idea like how long uh, it, it would take a DB to recover from that? And um, should is there cause for concern there? I mean that's 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 a tough it's a pain one of those pain how much can you manage the pain how much can you tolerate it um, a lot of guys I know kind of deal with that for a career you know years after it's just kind of one of those things that just bother you uh, great play by him in that flat by the way but uh, it, it's tough but I think he'll be all right most guys barely miss games honestly because guys are used to playing through some type of pain so uh, Jai I think he'll be out there he'll 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 get back out there he'll be all right that's a pain management thing though I dealt with it probably twice in my career and you know. You do what you got to do to get get through the games. Probably missing practices here or there, but I think he'll be all right in the but long you, term. You just put in a hundred shots in there, tore it all. Let me eat that thing. Yeah, you know whatever you got to do, man. <laughs> you, you usually put like a little donut on your yeah. kind of on your AC too, to kind of give um, you know so that when it hits the pad, it kind of you know disperses the impact and doesn't you know cause so much pain. But it's tough. At some point, you're gonna feel it, and it just sucks. But you know, guys play through it. Yeah, it does. It does suck. There's different levels to it as well. It's it's something you definitely have to deal with. You have to tackle a little differently if it is super mm-hmm. painful. But D, but what about those Pittsburgh Steelers? Like, how high are you? You think these guys are just are they ready to take <laughs> off? We haven't really seen what they can do offensively yet. I mean, we see what they can do offensively. Oh, <laughs> what can they do? How can they get better? Like, I don't know. You, you're not being, You can't be serious with this. Like, ready to take off? I mean, they look. They look. They look bad, man. They look <laughs> bad on offense. Uh, obviously, what would you do? I mean, you can't. I heard uh, my guy Dane. You know, he comes out aggressive yeah. on Mondays, and he said, "Hey, we should bench Big Ben." Bench fire Nagy, fire, fire, fire Nagy, fire Nagy. Yeah, right. You know, Nagy did stop calling the plays. Hell yeah, the, uh, lasers. So that was big. Great pressure he had too. Yeah, you know, I, <laughs> I tip the captain Nagy for that. You know, letting Bill call the plays, and then you know, still letting everybody know that it still goes through him. Yeah. Uh, but, so that was good for me. Who's the but. fucking head fucking coach? <laughs> That's what I thought. I've, Love that. I've, but yeah, it, 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 it stinks uh, for the Steelers right now. But I don't think it's time to bench him. A lot of season left. Uh, and then who you have behind him? You got Dewey Haskins and, and Mason Rudolph. I think if you bench him now, it kind of sends a terrible message to the rest of the team like this season's over. Uh, but this offseason, they definitely got to address that position. I think that the best days of Big Ben is behind them. And uh, it's, it's 39, man. Father time gets us all. Except for Tom Brady, um, so I, it stinks. They got to have to move another direction pretty soon here. Tom Brady's eating avocado ice cream. I'm not sure Ben's doing that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Absolutely not. And he I think this. Aaron's going to be able to go. By the way, I think for another six, seven years with all the modern advancements in technology, eight years maybe with the way he takes care of himself. Ben never. Ben's an old school player off the field as well as on the field. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, I think that's why his body is potentially catching him more than anybody else. But maybe he'll have a resurgence here like AJ's calling for. Brand new offense. They're kind of delaying another year of offense installment with Ben Roethlisberger. All the, the Rooney families come out and say, who says this is the last year for Ben? I mm-hmm. mean, he might come back next year or whatever. Matt Canada, offense coordinator, is going to have to reinstall the offense again next year. I mean, it's quite a scene over there in the AFC North. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, Deepa, mention the Bears. Uh, do you think there's any chance that they don't just keep rolling with fields especially after the win on Sunday and then also now with Trey Lance uh, do you think if he has any sort of success it's going to be pretty tough to go back to Jimmy G 
It's going to be tough to go back to Jimmy G. The, the reason they jumped up there and drafted Trey was because, not because of the play, but because he can't stay healthy. And, and you know, that's no fault to him. But uh, having that calf strain, uh, Trey Lance got in there. Uh, I don't think he's ready right now, but if you keep him in there for three weeks and you consistently see some uh, improvement in his game, it's going to be hard to go back from Jimmy G. And now you're going to go into a game where you have, you know, full game plans of, you know, for Trey Lance being your starting quarterback. So you're sitting down with him. Hey, you know, your first 15 plays, let's script it. What do you like? What don't you like? Your red zone package, your third down packages. So the offense, I think, is going to look completely different. Uh, going forward for San Fran, it's going to be like, okay, can he consistently get better? Same thing with Justin Fields. Uh, Justin Fields, unfortunately, he has Matt Nagy as a head coach who's already come out and mm-hmm. said, hey, with all is healthy, he's going to be our starting quarterback, which is, I mean, it's ridiculous. Uh, I think you should just say, hey, we'll kind of address that when we get there. We'll cross that bridge and get there. But I think Justin Fields sold some promise, made some plays. Um, and shout out to Laser once again, man. He called a good game. Yeah, well, obviously, Nagy let him uh-huh. do what he wanted to do <laughs> over there. But I saw a shot on the sideline where it appeared as if maybe it was Laser. I don't know who the coach was. I might have been Laser showing a, the card of plays, I think, and probably going through like, hey, in this situation, we're going to do this. Andy Dalton was standing there right next to the whole thing, and Justin Fields was giving his answer. Andy Dalton was watching Justin, I think, in the picture. Now, it's hard whenever everything's 2D, but I think yeah. Andy Dalton is like going to enjoy this role of like – because it, it felt more like Andy Dalton was wondering what Justin Fields was thinking to what that person was saying, the coach was saying, as opposed to what the coach was saying to Justin Fields, if that makes sense. Andy was watching Justin as opposed to watching the person. And it, the way it looked whenever I was watching it was Andy was wondering if Justin was getting what the fuck that guy was saying or like, hey, you're allowed to say something differently. Andy, I think, has come out and said he likes Justin. Justin has come out and said the same thing. Why not just let this happen the way... Like, Hasselbeck was Luck's backup. Why not yep. just let Dalton be Justin Fields' backup and say, hey, you're allowed to say this to a coach when they're doing this. You're allowed to expect this on this. This is how you do the media. I don't know. It seems like Andy Dalton's the perfect guy for it, but this is all from me reading a seven-second shot on TV, <laughs> and it might have been wrong. Go ahead, Diggs. Uh, Diva, in your career, did you ever have such a perfectly formed tackle that it caused a fumble, but the, the tackle was so well that the refs thought – that your forward progress was stopped, and is forward progress the worst call in NFL right now? I mean, I hate it. I hate the forward progress shit, um, and that 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 hit that Chin had. I mean, that was like the perfect form hit. Like you know, not of course his forward progress stopped. You know, he got a perfect hit, and uh, should have been a fumble, should have been a turnover. Um, and I don't think you can challenge that. You still can't mm-hmm. challenge that, which is also terrible. Uh, but I, I absolutely hated that. I never. Did, did that happen in my career, not in my uh, pro career? I didn't have too many hits. I didn't have too many hits like that. Hey, a lot of offensive pass interference. You got to love that, huh? Yeah, not enough, though. Should have called one of uh, Mike Evans early in that <laughs> yep. Maybe it would have tilted that, uh, that Patriots. But we got, we got Patriots got a couple calls, though. Which, hey, told you that was going to be a close game. Almost pulled it off. I might have jinxed him. My bad, Connor. No, I don't. By the way, Connor's right. celebrating that, the way that game went. He's just oh, happy he that should. he should. He should. Hey, the Patriots look good. I thought the Patriots played their best game by far, right? I mean, the Patriots look good. Obviously, I mean, Bill Belichick, you know, he was in a meeting room and on the practice field against Tom Brady for 20 years. You know, he's probably been game planning in the back of his mind for him for two decades. So I didn't. that didn't surprise me. What did surprise me was Mac Jones, man, because, I mean, bad weather game. Um, you're going, you know, everybody was talking about Tom and Bill, but those guys have been in a million 
huge games. Um, this is a this is obviously Mac Jones' biggest moment, and uh, he he showed up, and I think the Patriots fans should definitely be happy that you know they they found their guy for the future because he was he was ice cold. I thought for sure when he got that ball that he was going to drive him down, put him in the field goal range, and kick that field goal. Now I thought they kicked it. The whole operation took you know they didn't take enough time in my opinion because you would have kicked it off back to Brady, which we know how how that's going to end. So, but uh, Mac Jones, he did a job, man. He did enough. And, um, you know, it was a good attempt even on that 56-yarder that barely hit that point. But a uh, good game. I, I would definitely be happy if I was a Patriot fan. I had no idea Nick Folk could go from that far. Bruce Arians said, fuck, I saw him at 60 in the warm-ups. Shit. <laughs> I mean, that ain't nothing to me. I didn't know Nick Folk still had it. So yeah. close. But even if he makes it to your point, situational awareness, what's going on with the Patriots? Letting Tom Brady have 55 seconds? Can't do it. Can't Aaron Rodgers was given 37 seconds, and uh-huh. that coach was accosted forever. Bill almost did that last night. Tom Brady, the fucking GOAT, the guy that he won a bunch of games with uh, tonight. Raiders, Chargers, what are you thinking? Which way you leaning? A.J. Hawk has his pick. He likes the Chargers. He's already locked in. What are your thoughts this evening? When, uh, you know, in a classic AFC West matchup, two teams very good. Very, very fucking good at football tonight. We got a good one. What are your thoughts? I think we'll have two, three, and one ball clubs after this one. I'm with the Chargers, too, man. I like Herbert, though. You know, I've been on the leader that 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 Herbert fan club. So I'm taking him in this matchup. Uh, I like their defense as well. Their run defense kind of sucks right now, but um, that hasn't been a strength for the Raiders. So I'm going to go to the Chargers at home in that beautiful stadium over the Raiders, uh, and they cover the three-point spread. Okay. Put Darius uh, Butler on A.J. Hawks camp. Ladies and gentlemen, he joins us every single Monday, hosting a man-to-man pod and everything DB. Former teammate of mine, incredible football mind. Ladies and gentlemen, Darius Butler. Thank, Thank you, Darius. So sorry to interrupt, but I want to let you know that if you're not gambling with FanDuel, you're wrong. Okay, FanDuel Sportsbook is available in uh, seven states, I believe, at this point. Uh, six, seven, eight. You get it. If you're not gambling with FanDuel Sportsbook, though, you're completely wrong. And if we're not in your state yet, we are coming to your state. We have better odds. We have a much easier to use app. The convenience is next level. The people at FanDuel actually refund people when they shouldn't refund people, giving back hundreds of millions and millions of dollars to their users users FanDuel Sportsbook is the best sportsbook going for a lot of reasons most of them what I just said uh, we are very thankful for our partnership with FanDuel obviously there are so many different ways to win there's more things to bet on their boosts seem to always hit which is just fucking themselves over time and time again uh, we love the hell out of FanDuel Sportsbook and you will too if you haven't used it yet use it nah also, there's fantasy on there, daily fantasy, and free-to-play games where you can win money. Shout out to FanDuel. Shout out to you. Let's get back to the show. Uh, now joining us to break down maybe a couple more storylines that have come out of the football world here. Uh, Columbus, Ohio zone. Ladies and gentlemen, college football national champion, Super Bowl champion, Ryder Cup champion, and I assume a man who has been at a bar that had a lot of videos that made its way around the internet. Ladies and gentlemen, A.J. Hall. Yeah. AJ, I'd like to congratulate you. Hey, you you, uh, you brought me on much earlier than you normally do. Normally you sit and talk about soccer or something for five or six minutes. <laughs> well, here on Overreaction Monday, we've covered all the things in the world of football that we, you know, there was a couple big-time college games we didn't talk oh, about. Yes. We will definitely get to at some point. Coach JB had a rough go in his pick'em segment. Obviously, we'll talk about that on Friday. But in the NFL world, we have to talk about everything that happens. 
You know, we have to. Because if we don't, what type of show are we when we say, hey, we don't talk about that shit because we are an NFL show. Mm -hmm. We don't talk about, we don't know anything about that we're an NFL show. There was a big distraction this weekend in your hometown, the town that you live at a bar, I assume, you frequent. Now, there's another angle coming out where Urban Meyer allegedly stuck his two fingers (laughs) into the butt of a young co-ed on wearing jeans. AJ, as somebody that lives in Columbus, Ohio, the alternate I mean, does angle. Does this video show that exactly? Yes. Oh, yeah. The alternate, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, the alternate angle is Damon Urban Meyer sticks a finger gun into butthole <laughs> of lady who was once seen dancing on her wearing jeans. Is this, is this a normal thing that happens in Columbus, Ohio? Is this expected? And how, what, what happened, do you think? Have you been at that bar? I mean, yeah, it's, I think he was at his place, Urban Meyer's Pine House, right? It's okay. his own restaurant. And then what he said in his, his press conference, a group next door wanted some pictures, so what? he went there, and he should have got what? out of there when they tried to pull him out of this. Right? Yeah, the, the group that was next to us wanted some uh, pictures. What? And they wanted some uh, tequila. We have the best tequila what? in town. What? And then we had some uh, cocktails. What? We had some spirited conversation about the Buckeyes. What? And then we went to the dance floor. What? We shouldn't have went to the dance floor. What? Once you get to the dance floor, one thing what? becomes another thing, what? which ends with... What? Two fingers in the butthole, it appears, of a young co-ed, and this is obviously a distraction uh, for the Jacksonville Jaguars, and we tease and peace towards everybody down there. Obviously not fun, not cool, but, you know, alcohol will do something to you every once in a while, get you feeling a little freaky out there, especially in Columbus, Ohio. Yeah, I'm also, like, no one's talking about it. I'm worried about Urban's health. I mean, like, people talk about his heart, but he has two collapsed testicles from coming in his pants so hard That's from, true. you know, sticking his fingers up that girl's butt. So I just hope Urban's doing well. I know it was a tough weekend. So ice those balls down, Urban. Ice down. I mean, is do you think he's put it in the past? Is he past this now? Is everyone going to forget about it? I'm so, sure. No way. addressed it. It's definitely a spank bank. I, I think so. I think we're all past it, man. Oh, boy. And the, first, the first video came out was from an account called Uh-Oh Urban. Yeah. This oh, really? guy Did is they make a, an account just for that? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know if this is a regular thing from this particular account. I stumbled upon it just this week, and I think as all of us did. And then that video got taken down. And I wondered how, you know, what was the go about? Did they have to look at surveillance? Who is, who was sitting at this point? We got to get this thing going. But alternate angles are now coming. And obviously Urban and I assume his team is, you know, his team's probably, hey, you got, hey, you're all right, man. You don't have to worry about us, by the way. Seems like you're probably going to have to have some other conversations. But (laughs) let's go win some games out there, coach. Let's go ahead and do that. But God damn. Whoa, what a moment. Yeah, All right, we covered it. We addressed it. We had to. Well, but had now to. they're in a deep dive for ass and titties on Snapchat because that is the one who put out the video yeah. of him finger getting The alternate angle. The alternate yeah. angle. Great yes. journalist. All right. <laughs> Wait, who's on a deep dive? You mean people are on a deep dive to try to find more Urban's footage? team. I think yeah. Urban's team is probably. The FBI. Yeah. On this FBI. thing. Oh, my God. What a moment. All right, I good mean, luck, dude. That's fucking. T- you're gonna. It, that's gonna be hell. What he's going through right now, absolute just hell. T- the timing. The, the timing could not be any worse. Coming off that Thursday night loss, everything he 
and he stayed in town too. Yeah. They said he stayed in Cincy and then drove to Columbus. That's what I think the players may have uh, like the hardest thing getting over. Like, hey, he stayed and we all flew back. Yeah, that's. I was about to talk about that actually because you know the reporter kind of put told the question like. So you stuck her, and he kind of had a Yinzer accent, by the way. I don't know who it is, but it's down in Jacksonville, so I'm not 100% sure who it was. But I thought I heard a little bit of a, a Yinzer accent, maybe Ohio, I'm not 100% sure when he asked it. But it, he said, you stuck around, you know, and then Not this, always stuck. It, <laughs> all right. His fingers were busy. I don't know if he planned that when he decided not to fly back with the team. You think but he's washed his fingers since it happened? On- no. I, I assume he didn't, but it, I assume somebody else did for him quickly. But the um, if I had to imagine what that situation is like when you go home, I mm. couldn't even. Oh, my well, God. He's not welcome at his house anymore. I well, think. we don't know that because he was asked this morning if he had to apologize to his family. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, was his answer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody's not happy about this whole thing. But him sticking around after that Thursday night game was <laughs> mind-blowing to me. Legitimately. That was mind-blowing to me because I've had teammates that were like OGs who maybe if they lived in the area of the Thursday night game, they were able to stick around or whatever. But the coach, I've never seen the head coach be like, uh, you guys fucking do whatever you got to do. There is a plane ride back home. Maybe this is the future. I'm not 100% sure if this is going to be how coaches act or whatever. But it felt like that was a little bit of a eyebrow raiser to me as well. Like, okay, so this whole weekend extravaganza here in Ohio started with an interesting decision, I think, personally. You might know differently from other buildings, but the coach, I've never seen that or ever expected that, I don't think. I haven't seen it from a coach. No, I've seen players try to do it and get turned down. I've seen sometimes where players can make it work if it's your bye week or something and you're getting the whole next week off like there's there's guys that have tried to to do it you they usually the coach does not allow them and they have to take a like a commercial flight back the next morning but i assumed when urban was in ohio he flew back with the team then took a private plane here and then was taking a private back like on sunday morning most likely if the guys had a couple days off that's what i assumed i didn't know until all of this that yeah he stayed so, i agree that's news and that reporter that asked the question as soon as he asked the question i was like god damn wait a minute I, i've never heard that before but i've actually seen a player you know do this and uh i was actually sitting like this in my seat on the team plane i had just maybe eaten a brownie that was very large <laughs> that had some things in it you okay. know and I got a tap on the shoulder that said, hey, do you want to go to, insert name of place I never thought I would be invited to, somebody's house or whatever. And I was like, yeah, when are we going there? Right now, yeah. I was like, how, how are we doing that? And he pointed out the window and he said, you see that plane? That's blah, blah, blah's plane. We're hopping on that plane and we're flying to blah, blah, blah's house. I was like, right now? They're like, yeah. I was like, yeah, I'll fucking go. So I get up and I literally look at, uh, a couple of my teammates I was sitting around, I'm like, see you fucking losers, dude. I'm getting on that plane over there. You know, I was a little bit younger at this point or whatever. And I had just eaten a massive, I mean, a massive brownie. I mean, who knows where I was headed. And we literally just walked right back off the plane. And I walked right onto the other plane and flew off. I was like, this is... This is how we do Thursday nights? Is this is this thing? He was like, couldn't believe I was allowed to do this or whatever. But there was like 10 of us that just hit it. And that was the first time and I think the only time that had ever happened. I could have never imagined the head coach of the team being like, all right, I'm going to be on that plane right there, actually, or I'm going to stick around here. I, I just, that was alarming to me. That was very alarming to me. I've had, there was, a, when I was early on in my career in Green Bay, during after our fourth preseason game, McCarthy made a couple guys get up. He's like, oh, we've got a couple guys that want to say something. And we had a couple prominent players stand up in front of the team like, hey, I want to apologize, selfish move, what I did. And we're like, okay. And everyone's like, what's going on? What happened? And we talked to him afterwards. 
at halftime, you know, the sports preseason game, they weren't playing. Halftime, they kind of hung around, like, okay, straggled back. Oh, I'm going to get get out of the tunnel late. Nope, they peeled off into the showers, took a shower, got in their car, went to the went to the airport, and got on a private plane down to Florida. A couple guys. Yeah, well, that's that fourth preseason game. You know, for some guys, like this is kind of the last week we got here. We had a lot of OGs on that fourth preseason game that had, uh, you know, because it was always Cincinnati. So there was always yeah. I played you guys my my year there. Yeah, we we drove to, to Indy for that game. Yeah, after that game, there was always some shenanigans, some sort of shenanigans that was taking place, whether it was limousines or planes or things like that. Like, yeah, it's a different. Hey, be who you can afford to be in a in Jacksonville or Mark do whatever he wants. Yeah, he's kidding. He said he talked to um, Shad Khan, the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's very supportive. Obviously, he's very supportive. And let's just try to win some. Urban, football that's games. what we have yachts for. Okay, we don't do that in public bars. Probably what shot I assume told him. You think? Yeah. Now let me smell your fingers. <laughs> uh, hey, didn't That's Shaw, the last didn't time Shaw like, uh, didn't he punish some of his soccer players though for indiscretions off the field? Well, not only that, I mean there is some hypocrisies across the pond with the Shad Khan operation potentially, but also something's gonna happen in the NFL with a player in Jacksonville. There's gonna be something. I mean, imagine if my situation happened and Urban was the head coach. And they suspend me, right, for a game. It's $40,000 in fines, basically, from the NFL or whatever. And I'm like, I I guess I should have got a ride home, okay? And I should have been a little bit. But at least I wasn't, you know, full gunning down a butthole. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, that that entire – I mean, that's going to get – at some point, it's going to get brought up, but I assume they're all past it. If you win football games, nobody cares. But it ain't about the team, I think, in that particular situation, you know? There's a lady. That he got bigger issues, yeah. yeah. I mean, Jacksonville, we know he's got issues with the team and all that. You got to figure out how to win, but I'm sure that's not the first thought on his mind. Did you have to apologize to your family? Oh, oh yeah. Mm. They were not happy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then there was one part of that press conference where he took his glasses and put them on top of his head. And it, like, he like struggled with it a couple times. I'm like, oh, my God, there's. No, it was just his hand, not his eye. I don't think, unless there's other angles coming out to me. We will keep an eye on the situation, but. <laughs> I mean, that is just, he knows. I wonder it. when he learned of it. I wonder if, was he still out when he saw the videos being posted oh. or was it the next day? Uh, I want, that would be a heartbreaker if you're sitting at the bar and you're learning that the whole world is uh, watching you do what you're doing right now. And it's like, oh my God, I have fucked up. And then you got to find some waters, right? I feel like you got to find oh, yeah. some waters quickly, maybe some ice cold ones. Whose phone was it? And then, uh oh, Urban actually raises, I'm so sorry. <laughs> We're having so much fun. We're having so much fun. I need you to delete that, take that down. And then old buddy across, he was like, uh, I got another angle. You want to you wanna buy this from me? And Urban's like, just don't post it. You got it. And then <laughs> yeah. that's today. That's happening right now. So who knows how it all ends up? If the Jags, uh, if they go in 17 and that happens, I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so is USC still calling Urban Meyer after that? I don't think so. Uh, I think, I think they might I be. I think the way they'll talk about his NFL experience, though, we will all have to, is like, remember what, the NFL almost fucking, we know Florida and Ohio State legitimately almost killed Urban Meyer, mm-hmm. but actual death didn't almost come until he was in Jacksonville. And mm-hmm. he, after a Thursday night game, remember? Yeah. He, he told the team to scram on their own plane, and I'm <laughs> staying here because I got to see my grandkids and what? what? And the bar what? and take some shots what? and go to the dance floor. Shouldn't have went to the dance floor. Should have stayed in the uh, in the booth section. Because once you go to the dance floor, the bar section, there's that open bar, and he can turn that thing around, and guess what can happen? What? what? A young cut can back that thing up. Uh huh. <laughs> Hell yeah. You can move those fingers forward. 
Let's talk about other things that happen in the NFL other than just that. I'm happy we covered everything that there is to be chatted about. Now we shall revisit some things because our friend A.J. Hawk is with us, coming to you live from Columbus, Ohio, just minutes from the bar that Urban Meyer was at this weekend. We have boots on the ground. We will keep everybody updated, obviously. We apologize to everybody in the Meyer family for having to go through this public situation. But who would we be if we didn't talk about it? Well uh, let's talk about some other things that happened this weekend. AJ, you had your worst weekend by far. Ooh. You stink hey, at picking games. I did. I did. It's like, uh, what was I, 4 and 10? I, when Zeke just texted me that before, I'm like, hey, that's better than I thought. I almost There was a chance where I thought I may have lost every game. See, that's fascinating because you texted me yesterday and said, I think I won every game. And I, <laughs> and I thought you were being serious. I didn't know you were being facetious. It did not come through the text message. Okay, when you said, yeah, you probably did, I just, I was like, oh, I'm just not going to respond now. Yeah. He probably does think that. No, yeah, I did. Uh, to be honest, watching the game, I have to ask uh, Gumpy and Connor, hey, who did I pick in this game? Yeah, like, same thing with me. Five, six times. Like, hey, who did I pick here? Who did I pick? Because there was a couple games where I was pumped about what was happening, and then I realized, like, oh, no, I actually picked the fucking Eagles. But I made a same-game parlay about the Chiefs <laughs> dominating right. on Sunday morning, so I had forgot what happened you know, from Friday, us picking to Sunday, which is going to happen when you're picking every single game. But I did better than you. So all those people that are... Well, who'd you pick tonight, though? What? Who'd you pick tonight? Who'd you pick tonight? I, I, I'm sure I picked the Chargers, I'm guessing. You guys have not picked tonight. Correct? Yeah. All right, you take Raiders, I'll take Chargers, and we'll see if we can well, even it up. Now we know what AJ wants you to pick. Nah. You're taking the Chargers? I don't know. Who are you taking? I don't know. All right. Well, whatever you do, I'm going to do the opposite. What's that all about? I just want to even it up, man. What do you mean? It's week I got, four. I got, I got punched in the mouth. It's how I get up. You know, I got to get up and, and keep fighting for the next week. I agree, but let's make sure we put our best foot forward. If you actually think a team's going to, you know, cover or win, you should pick I think pick the Chargers it. are going to win and cover. Okay, me too. Okay, then I'll pick the Raiders. Whoa. Come on, dude. I don't know if I like them anymore. Because I trust you. Out. Huh? No, I'll, t- I'll stick with the Chargers. Don't worry. All right, me too, dude. Okay. Wow. Check back at the end of the show. Yeah, I will. Oh. Yeah, I might have some new thoughts as well. Let's I got to check the injury report. All right, let's go around the NFL a little bit here and get your thoughts. Tom Brady beats Bill Belichick last night, Sunday Night Football Extravaganza in Foxborough. Brady chants were echoing through the entire area of Massachusetts before the game began. Then they booed his ass as he came onto the field. Oh, yeah. Couple missed throws. Seems like the schemes that the Patriots are running where we're not going to make any mistakes. Well, let the Buccaneers fuck up. Uh, there was a couple of those. They inevitably get a win at the end with Ryan Suckup being a superstar, which, by the way, the Goat Bowl revolved around kickers. Mm-hmm. No big deal. Could have never guessed that would happen, just like every other big game, it feels like. But uh, to- uh, Tom becomes the fourth quarterback of all time to beat all 32 teams. AJ, your thoughts on that game? Well, I, I was thinking of Gump throughout this whole game. I go, oh, this is a real cagey match. Like, there was so much hype and so much buildup that it just it never really got going, did it? Like, even I, I expected, okay, second half, here we go. Let's see what happens. But I think the elements were, were definitely a part of it. And, yeah, the Patriots' defense, I, that's what you, you mentioned before this game. Hey, Bill Belichick always seems to find a way. And the, the more impressive thing is that the guys know how to execute it. If you can switch your game plans up and change things and give multiple different looks, I'm more impressed that the players can actually execute it in prime time in one of the most anticipated regular season games we've ever seen. And I think – Although you just said you're impressed with the players being able to do it. Like, I think the Belichick-led Patriots for the last 20 years have had expectations on the players. Like, hey, when you come here, this is what you're going to have to do. So the expectations have been set. The Patriot way is the Patriot way. The standard is the standard. Everybody says that. And Tom knew that going in. Allegedly, you know, from my sources, told me that this was viewed like a 
Super Bowl week. This was a big week down there by Tampa. Not just by Tom, but by the entire team. Hey, this is a big fucking game. Not just because it's the next game, which is the standard cliche, but because this is a game that people are going to talk about forever. This is going to be a conversation piece forever. And Bill Belichick knew that, and he said, I'm going to make this thing as boring as fucking possible. I'm going to drop eight. Everything's going to stay in front. They're going to kick field goals if they're going to beat us, and we can't make any mistakes. We understand that. Boring game in the end when it came to scoring, but every single little joust, I feel like we respected more. Every night that moved up and over, every single move, every open Sicilian play that was made on both sides of the plate was something I respected and appreciated at Boston College. Connor, obviously our New England Patriot fan resident. Um, you had a terrible week last week. Yeah. He's in a much different mood this morning. He feels good about what happened last night as a Patriot fan, as he should, I guess. Big moral victory, right? Yeah, big no moral victory. Thing. Bill Belichick, you guys love this. So. Yeah, no such thing. But uh, to your guys' point like about talking about this game forever, like what are you guys going to take away? Because obviously for me it was that Mac Jones can handle the pressure and the big lights and that Belichick. 19 straight yeah. Mac Jones completed in the third quarter there for a little bit. And there was a couple with massive pressure in his face. Big boys, by the way. Mm-hmm. Big bodies in his face. There was an out he threw in the fourth quarter that looked like he just like – Hucked it almost, like as if uh, he didn't know how to throw a football, and somehow that thing was like a punt almost landed perfect, and the guy caught it right on the sideline. Yeah. And there was a couple plays made by Mac Jones last night where I was very impressed. There was a couple facial expressions made by Mac Jones where I'm like, oh, that guy's a fucking 12-year-old, and then, oh, that guy <laughs> has a lot of passion. I'm, I, I think... Mac moved up the ranks even more. I think the Patriots team is much better, I assume, than we've been talking about. I think that's a big takeaway. But ultimately, in the end, Tom Brady and Bruce Arians and the Buccaneers, who Bruce said at the beginning of the year, our team's winners. That's what we are. They get a win. Now, that's after a loss to the Rams, so take that how you may. But what a game. What a fucking game. I enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. I, I definitely enjoyed it. I thought it was cool. Like It felt it felt like a huge game when you're, you're watching the lead-up to it and everything, and you see Breeze and... I don't know what the umbrella. I know people are talking about the umbrella for for Rodney. What is? Is it because he had his phone? Did he have to reference notes in his phone in his left hand early on? So I think, and I was thinking about this immediately upon it happening when three other men who are much older than you uh, are holding their own uh, umbrellas. I thought it was because he's on the far right side of the TV. So I think he wanted to have the microphone maybe in his left to keep everything like kind of closed in or whatever. Whatever the case is, maybe there's a reason. Maybe there's a better explanation. He was holding his phone, though, in the opening shot. I, it's the first thing I noticed. I'm like, why isn't Rodney holding his, his umbrella? And I look in his left hand, he's holding his phone. He eventually put it in his pocket, but maybe he wanted to reference that for his, whatever comments they when they originally came to him. So I did not see the phone the first time he used it. I know it wasn't in there later because there was multiple times where you're looking like, can this motherfucker just not hold an umbrella or what is the case? I'm sure he has a reason behind it, but somebody at Football Night in America should have gotten his ear and said, hey, you look like the biggest fucking asshole on earth right now. Yeah. You look like a terrible person. Just hold the umbrella, even if it's potentially going to stick into dungies because of how close they had to stand or whatever the case was. You should be doing what that hand is doing that we don't know the sex of the hand, but we do know like if that is a lady uh, who is, looks like she is... That would get tiring if she is stressing at all and you're one of the most able or even just a tiny, tiny little man doing this thing, not a jacked Rodney Harrison mm. holding it. Imagine him shaking in that thing. It was like a 20-minute time period of holding this umbrella. Somebody should have just said, hey, Rod, hey, you're doing great on TV. You look like an asshole right now, though, and it seems like that message never got sent. 
Yeah, I, I wonder how he would uh, he would respond today. He's yeah. You know, I've, I've done some radio shows with with uh, Rodney and played golf with him out in Tahoe. He's a great dude. Like you should see him. It's a weird thing, but you should see. Have you ever watched him online? Like I think he's posted some videos of him stretching. He's like crazy flexible. I don't know why that, that came to my head, but it did. Well, you're saying he's physically capable to hold an umbrella, I think. Oh, yeah, it? he's very – he's jacked. Yeah, I've seen him out in the weight room out there too. So do you not think he saw the other three holding it? And was like, Maybe he thought it was sweet. Maybe he's like, oh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a boss. That is hilarious, Probably. actually. Yeah. Yeah, hold that fucking umbrella. For <laughs> was there an option too? Was he the only one that's like, hey, you can either hold your own umbrella or somebody can come in and hold it for you. It's up to you. I don't know, but he – I mean, he – pretty overwhelming landslide that he looked like an asshole oh yeah absolutely somebody should i'm sure people ask him i'm sure he'll have to talk about it at some point because i've never met him i enjoy his work on tv he's been on tv what since the day he retired Uh that's the first thing i noticed though this shot first thing i was like oh sweet who is that hand yes who is the hand then i started like zooming in i was standing up next to the tv actually like looking at the (laughs) hand i'm like whose hand could that that hand is never Lifted a shovel, by the way. Like, no way. I, I don't think one time that was. It's a foxy hand. That was very well <laughs> made. Now we got to take shots at the hand that we don't even know who it is. Yeah, you're taking that as a shot. I don't know if the person will take it as a shot, especially with how nice their hand is. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not sure they take that as a shot at all. Maybe you know? they hired a hand model to do it, actually. Because yeah. it was a good hand. Yeah. Great hand. It was a great It'd be, it'd be hand. money well spent for sure. Yeah, got a lot of action, a lot of conversation. Mm-hmm. They should have put a little ad on that hand. Right oh, 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 watch Applebee's. They should have put Applebee's. <laughs> yeah. Half they, off halves. It was a good hand. Sturdy as fuck. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. I thought there had to be something on there. Like it they had, may have rotated it out. Did they, did, could you tell? Was there Same hand. Hands? Same hand. Same hand. Same hand. Was it? I heard people thought it might be Jack Collinsworth. That's probably not the case. <laughs> Maybe. Hey. Maybe. Sims was in the studio. No, it was. Yeah, normally, was normally Sims on field. This particular big game, getting the studio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Could have been Cisliano. I think they did. I think they had Sims and Maria. <laughs> Sims coached for the Patriots for a year or two. Yeah, I do believe it. One year, yeah, he did. The um, I think they did that just in case power goes out or whatever. Like they uh, had them at the studio, and normally they're at the field when they're at the studio because if you lose. Anything you lose, everybody maybe, and you could send like if the weather got terrible, and so you could send to the studio. Designated survivor. Anytime, bingo. Boom. Sims yeah. and Maria, but I, I'm sure that I thought about that. I'm like, oh, biggest game yet, and they're not allowed on the fucking. Every week they're on the yeah, field. It's the like, no, oh, this on? one you're not allowed on the field. Interesting. Though. That's unbelievable. Sims and Maria didn't deserve that. No, they didn't. Need to break down more film. Let's go uh, to a couple other things around the NFL. Cleveland Browns and Vikings was maybe the most boring game of all time. Yep. Yeah, and people people talk about how they want to see more defense in the NFL. I was thinking of that yesterday. I'm like, do you do you guys really want to see like super high high quality defense for four quarters? I don't think so. Hey, and by the way, AJ Hawk, all time leading tackler for the Green Bay Packers, is stating that you would, that's just like whenever a team opts not to punt and they opt to go for it, everybody's like, oh, Pat's going to hate this or whatever. It's like, no, like. I like teams going for it. I've actually been a part of a, like a motivating team to Bruce Arians in his ear to fucking go for it on like a fourth and a half yard in our own 20 in the first quarter of a game. Like uh, just because, you know, I happen to play a position doesn't mean I'm not a fan of the game as a whole. And when teams are scoring and offenses are working, it's much more optically pleasing. But I do love I do love when it seems like a defense is completely smothered in offense. It's just burying a fucking offense. You know what I mean? Like, I, I enjoy watching that, but at some point, I'm like, they're going to have to start scoring then. Like, the defense has to start. Some, somebody has to start scoring because this is starting to feel like soccer right now. It's mm-hmm. starting to feel like soccer right now. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, I, not having Gronk, the rain, all of it affected 
Tampa Bay. I'm not. I'm not worried about Tampa Bay. Though I think some people might be. I, I'm not. I still feel like they're going to be there at the end with a chance. How about Ben Roethlisberger? He's dead, huh? I feel. I feel really good about where the Steelers are and where Ben is. I think too. Really straight face right there. Yeah. Is that no, like uh, after that? You know what? After the first drive, I was like, okay, here we go, Ben. They, they put up saw. seven points, right? All right. And then, then you know, didn't really figure it out after that. And maybe my take is because I didn't get to see the first. Yeah. Quarter. Quarter and a half. Mm-hmm. The fuck, dude. CBS. That can't happen again. That can't happen. No. Wait, what happened? It cut out or something? What did it do? So Colts Dolphins was our local game on CBS. Colts just handle the Dolphins. Oh yeah. Inspire Indianapolis to think that the team doesn't stink, by the way. Even though there were some parts of that game where all Colts fans were thinking, I can't believe this team stinks like this. I can't believe our team's gonna stink. They just so happen to play against a team that seemed to stink much more than our team stunk. Ain't that right, Gumpy, you'd say? Dolphins seem like they stink. Oh, he's uh, muted. No. Oh, Mike. He's still muted. He said very, very bad, very, very bad. Still muted. Your mic's not on. Okay. That's what the Dolphins look yeah, like. That's it. Yeah. That's what the Dolphins look like yesterday. <laughs> that is exactly yeah. what they look like. It's just, it's one of those things where that game was over. Then they cut to the Titans-Jets game, I guess, on the CBS thing. We had different channels on, obviously. And then we saw that the Packers-Steelers was going at 425-430. And then for whatever reason, it just never stopped. The Titans, uh, the Titans Jets game just never stopped. It just kept going, and all of a sudden, I'm like thinking, like, oh, they must not have started the Steelers Packers game yet. They're just waiting. For, is there a weather delay? It's like, no, uh, Ben just threw a 65 yard touchdown or 45 yeah. yard touchdown. He's like, Ben Roethlisberger just threw a 45 yard touchdown. I'm watching this fucking shit right now, and then people started attacking us. Oh, good Sunday. We did. Okay, that's where the Titans Jets game was. It was on some 700 fucking channel. It's on our CBS National channel for some reason. I have no idea why we were. Unable to watch it unless we went to channel 702 and it was on a tiny little square in the sports mix. It's like, what are we doing? What type of amateur Bush League shit is this? Especially with the Steelers, Packers, which are two national fan bases. Like, that is two very, it's just a, and they said it's like a, some rule they applied by. Well, fuck it, dude. It's ruining everything. Well, and you knew once they went to overtime that it was going to go the entire mm-hmm. period and there was nothing you could do about it. You were just going to have to sit there and take your medicine and watch the whole goddamn thing. And all the reviews <laughs> took 15 minutes longer than they should have. It was a nightmare. Hopefully it never happens again. Hopefully it never happens again. we got to get to a break because we got Darius Butler on the other side. Can't wait to hear what he has to chat about. There was some ref shit again. Yep. Offensive pass interference might have been the emphasis of the week, by the way. There seemed to be a couple of those called. Mm-hmm. Seemed like. Legit. Seemed like there might have been some push-off uh, conversations amongst the refs. So we got to get to a break. Uh, Zito found the picture of the umbrella yep. holder. Do right here. Have- She's a fucking rock star, dude. Yeah, she had that thing rock. Look, that's like a half curl. Yeah. For someone, the shoulder, too. Yeah. someone holding an umbrella that's for her, too. That's some mean calisthenics. Incredible work, lady. Wow. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for what you did out there. We appreciate you. All, All right. right. I hope you rotate to the left hand for maybe like the, the second half of it because I, I your, your right shoulder would feel like, okay, this is burned out. She did not change. No, I think she did, actually, because you could see it on the photos. It is a left hand and a right hand, I think, in two different times. Oh, I thought it was her just holding it upside down. Uh, she thinks she flipped her hand like that. Oh, okay. All right, let's get to a break. <laughs> Darius Butler's on the other side. Maybe. I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, it's possible. You know, some people are really strong with just two fingers. That's right. (laughs) And then some people. Thank you so much for allowing us to be a part of your day today. If you enjoy this show, please be a friend and tell a friend. If you did not enjoy what had happened here the last couple hours, just act like it never happened. Let's just keep it moving. You know what I mean? Let's just keep it moving. You don't tell anybody. We won't tell anybody about you. 
You didn't like us. We probably didn't like you either. That's how the world works. But if you did like this show, go ahead and tell somebody about it. We want to continue to hopefully grow this community and continue to enjoy the hell out of the world of sport. Celebrating life is what it's all about. Hope you have an incredible Monday night tonight. We picked the Raiders. Nope, the Chargers. Good luck to both teams, and Can't wait to watch Levy, Greasy, and Riddick for the first time all season. I'm sure it's going to be amazing. We're back tomorrow with an Aaron Rodgers Tuesday tie. Please play some independent music and repel these people into a beautiful Monday night. Cheers.